everybody to the Saturday Morning Squadron. I am your host, Ramsey Semper. You July one here. I have here, Rob. Yo, what is up, internet? I am here also to talk about a very interesting good Marvel movie that's come out recently about a legacy character and all that kind of deal. So, yep, I'm hyped for that. But there's also someone else today, Ramsey, that you're going to introduce. Yes, thank you, thank you for thank you for segmenting, segmenting us. So, yeah, we're not alone. Also, we also have our good friend from from Gundam and MEHQ and other podcasts. All of you, you heard this guy in like either like on Twitch or on, on everywhere else. But this guy is like one of, my, one of our best friends, one of our like the guru of podcasting and guru of like of Gundam and all that stuff. Oh, one Mister Sobro Ryu. Thank you, fellas, for having me on tonight, man. It's exciting to be here, man. I'm, I'm, I'm exciting to be part of a the man. Uh, so hold on. Um, this is episode sixteen, and uh, this is uh, this is the Saturday morning squadron. Yep. Or is yes. it? Oh my God, man! Flying high with you guys. Good shit. <laughs> Can we curse on here? If we can't curse, I'll I'll, I'll turn it down. So much is fine. The curse is fine. Yeah, it's, it's all right. Cool. Yeah, just, just keep it to a minimum. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Oh, so I will yeah, dial it, it down, down, baby. Yes, oh, yeah, yes. No, I mean, like, for we the don't children. No, it's just like it's one of those things where it's like we know we we like like we know each other, mm-hmm. and like we we know we don't we don't swear that much at all. So it's like you know if we have to if we have to say something, you know if it goes off by accident, fine. But it's like just don't be like this proficient like proficient like profanity laden like rant and stuff like that. And then I'll be like, okay, I swear a lot, so I, I'm gonna have to monitor myself, which is fine. It's cool. It's cool. It's no, like I'm at work. As they know, no, it's but, great, man. It's good. I, I, I work on the phones all day long, so I have to. I have to mind my P's and Q's. So it's it's fine. It's fine. If anything, right. I, I, I will try not to be. I try not to make people's ears too hot. So uh, thank you for having me, man. It's cool to be here. Mm, thank thank you so much for coming by, especially on such short notice. We were like we were scrambling to figure out like what we were going to do because, like I said, we were going to have you on. We were going to have you on for our next episode. Which is which is going to be about um, Christmas because like because like you know you want to talk about like, Christmas like our memories about Christmas and uh, our favorite movies like to watch and stuff like that favorite specials and whatnot but like but uh, an opportunity appeared where it's just like yeah you know we're gonna talk about Black Panther and like you have you're a man of really strong thoughts about about these types of things and I you're you know also I like I'm not gonna beat around the bush too much it's like look, I'm Mexican rob he's australian you're you're like the only person that's black that can like help us out as well so it's like, well Ramsey, you, you're probably forgetting i'm technically half way but another half of me is half portuguese though but you know so you know. yeah that's right that's right you are man good stuff but like still like, i figured like you know you'd be like you're fi- i figured for this for this conversation i think it'd be appropriate to have you on for that on, on that regard also too it's like you know there's a few subjects here that they you i would like you know we should bring you in for like because there's a couple of topics here that you know we want to like bring up, and I know you have some thoughts on them too. So, like, let's not let's not waste any time. Unfortunately, we do have an obituary section to start with, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. yeah, we gotta talk about the big the big passing of one Mr. Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman since 1992. Um, so it's like it's been 30 years, and he, we just celebrated the 30 year anniversary of, of the franchise. And he's been consistently in every like most iterations of Batman, even though like as of late, like you know, they've spawned off to do other ones. But like he's been there anytime that they, they have to do stuff in that universe, he's been there. And also too, he's also been in the Gotham the Arkham games as well. And you know, he's he's been so he's such an iconic voice. He's just an iconic voice actor. And then like, you know, hearing recently about the struggles he's had because you know, because of his homosexuality, it will it's been it's been kind of, it's been very, very eye-opening and really sad that, you know. 
that thought that he had to go that he go through that stuff, but you know, at the end, you know, we he is now recognized as like as the definitive Batman for like I think for like this for our generation. Because like before that we, we had like uh we, we had like the only thing we had was like like Adam West and um and, and Bruce Ke- and and Michael Keaton at that point. But he kinda <laughs> like defined what, what our generation of what Batman is. So I, I know you have a lot of love for Batman, and especially an animated uh, Batman as well, mind you. Like it's pretty much mm-hmm. one of the big iconic ones for animated Batman's. But yeah, locally. So and so like so I know you have an immense love for the Batman animated series, so bro. So like you have the floor on this one. Oh man, well thank you, man. This is, it's quite the honor. Um, I um as many people, I was first introduced to Kevin Conroy through Batman the animated series. He's um I knew he was mostly a stage actor before that role came up for him, and he got the role um back in the early nineties. Um, but when it comes down to it, he he blew our minds, man. Uh, I remember watching the first episode of it. It came on um um a primetime preview. Uh, on uh, Fox, it was uh, on at eight o'clock on a Sunday night. Normally, where In Living Color would air, uh, and they showed an episode on Leather Wings, which is definitely one of the best episodes of the series, and uh, actually animated by Tokyo Movie Shinsha, who uh, did episodes of um, a Batman the animated series with other animated studios too. Um, but it was the episode with the Man Bat, and um, it was just such a cleanly animated episode. But just from the beginning, man, hearing. Hearing Kevin just rip that voice and having such a different tone between Batman and Bruce Wayne. He was the first, I would say, the first actor to really play a difference between the both characters. And mm-hmm. I, hate when, I hate when people are talking about who the best Batman is. You know, if I watch a show or, you know, something where people are like arguing which Batman was best and Kevin Conroy's name never comes up. And when you mention it, it's like, oh, man, that don't count. He's just a cartoon character. It's like, no, no, sir. He counts most definitely. Everybody tries to to to, to match up with the with the um, the talent of Kevin Conroy, and a lot of actors who played him in live action, played Batman in live action, have taken um, inspiration from Kevin Conroy's performance. So mm-hmm. he's affected a lot of people, and just to just to see the outpouring of everybody, um, um, just giving their um, s- saying kind words about Kevin. Like I didn't see a bad word about him, and that's how you know you lived a good night life because. He had such a positive impact on people, especially going to cons. Even when sick, he went to cons. And I, you, you could see him, you know, he was. He looked like he was ailing. He's always been a skinny dude, but in the last couple of years, you could tell he was He was definitely fighting something. Um, although I, I was I was hoping that wasn't the case. Uh, but he did keep it kind of private, except for like a few friends, uh, the sickness that he fought. But to see that he still went out, talked to people, gave people hope um and just was all around good dude man I, I i if you haven't seen it there's a podcast out there called inside of you with michael rosenbaum there's a dope interview between um kevin conroy and michael rosenbaum because if you for those who don't know they worked together on justice league uh where michael rosenbaum played uh flash michael rosenbaum is also well known for playing lex Luthor on smallville but yeah. uh in mm-hmm. in that interview i think they did it last year it was just a great back and forth kevin talked about his family Talked about his upbringing with his abusive father, all that stuff. It just, you got to get to the core of him. You got to learn what he was all about. And of course, there was that comic um, that came out recently. Uh, I, I believe it was a DC comic about pride, um, mm-hmm. you know, LGBTQ and whatnot. And there was stories in there having to, uh, uh, focusing on the LGBTQ community. And one of them was actually kind of a bio story, uh, 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 sorry, autobiography. Um, 
story that uh, Kevin Conroy wrote, and I want to say that Bruce Tim drew. I, I want to say it's Bruce Tim. I could be wrong. I have to go back and look. But um, basically, um, he tells about his story of uh, uh, auditioning for the role of Batman and how um, he related to Batman. He wasn't like he. he been, I'm sure you heard of the character in passing, but he wasn't like super familiar with the character when he first auditioned for them for the for the character. But then he he um, was managing to uh, um, he he come to the realization that Batman himself did the same thing that he did, and he had two sides of himself. The side that he put in front of himself in order to hide that he was gay, and then the real self inside that he was, because in the early 90s, the world was not kind to homosexuals. So um, he uh, he um, he was able to re uh, relate to Batman and um, his struggles and was able to pull off a badass performance that eventually got him the job as the character for over 30 years. So, um, yeah, man, he he I, I could say I could speak about him for hours, but um, he really was one of the best to ever do it. He is the best to ever play Batman. And um, if I was to suggest an episode of the animated series or Justice League to watch, I don't remember the name of it, but there's an episode of Justice League where he is um, consoling 10 from uh, the, uh, what is it? Oh, it's the um, well, epilogue okay. episode. It's epilogue. Uh, the, ep the, the episode that serves as an epilogue to... Um, to uh, Batman Beyond in Justice League. It's either Justice League or Justice League Unlimited. And you're right, the Royal Flush Gang. He's consoling Ten from the Royal Flush Gang who has like these psychic powers, much like um, Tetsuo from Akira. But those psychic powers are slowly killing her and she's actually hours from dying. Uh, and instead of like having to get, a, get an all-out all drag-out battle, he just basically talks to her and holds her hand and stays with her for those last few hours to um be with her as she's dying and it's like one of the most heart-wrenching heartwarming things you'll ever see and i gotta say and, and this is just one of many performances he's given throughout the decades that are fantastic the arkham games too man i'm gonna mm -hmm. let you go let you guys take over I've, I've said enough but um may he rest in peace no you touched a lot of lives kevin man I also uh look up kevin smith's um uh uh tribute to um uh, Kevin Conroy as well. It's on his channel over on YouTube. Uh, someone asked him at a, at a recent Q&A what his thoughts were on Kevin Conroy, and that brought me to tears, so check that out. Back to you guys. Um, so, Rob, do you have any thoughts on, on the unfortunate passing of Kevin Conroy? Oh, okay, I'll try to keep it simple and short if I can anyways, but I've got some more thoughts on him. Yeah, he's one of those, I said something similar to this on Twitter, I'm going to hear that when you think of Batman in that regard, he's one of those ones that his voice was synonymous or very much... People would not think anyone else when it comes to an animated Batman, pretty much. like He's one of those guys, like Peter Cullen is to Optimus Prime, pretty much, in that yes. regard. Like, you know, he's Great. one of those dudes, one of those legends. Great and, comparison. And, you know, it's... It's weird that he's gone now in that way, and it's sad, but at the same time, like he left like a great impact on like DC's works and all that kind of thing in that regard. And a lot of people miss him, and he seemed like a great guy overall. Um, if you asked me to, um, in regards to Batman, um, I have one episode that kind of still stands out in my brain because it's such a simple but wacky episode that I remember probably one of my first ones I saw on VHS or something else. I can't remember fully, but um, it was one. What was it? Perchance to a dream. Yeah, that is, man, one of, that, is, that is one. That is one of those such a different ones to see Bruce like really out of his element, and like Batman is separate from him inside the dream and all this kind of deal, and like the whole thing of dealing with 
his parents suddenly being background from all this stuff, and then trying to wrestle with, with the fact he isn't Batman, but he knows how to be skilled, how to be Batman inside his own dream, and all this kind of deal, and all the craziness of that. And it's yeah. just such a it's such a simple episode, but you can see other bits where Bruce is also like, yeah, he's trying to figure out what the flip is going on at times. He's wrestling with himself at times. Oh yeah, man, literally having to fight against himself, man. Also, yeah. it, it can't be it can't be um it it can't be denied. Uh, to me, the best uh Batman movie period is Mask of the Phantasm. Mm-hmm. I'll put it up against any live action Batman as much as I've enjoyed a lot of the most recent ones. If when it compared to ba- a Mask of the Phantasm, that is still the best one. I watch it every couple of years, and it's still as good as it when it came out in theaters. It's fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great performance mm-hmm. from him in that too. Yeah, I don't really have much else to add on onto that, but all I'll say in a quick closing note because I was looking it up as well. If there's going to be other people to take over, I'm for, I think, for instance, since I remember that TMNT versus Batman movie that I saw, and that's Troy Baker, and that dude is probably pretty good to do Batman in his in his steed. Yeah. Like he won't be Kevin Conroy, but he'll but he'll try his darndest to do a, leave a good solid Batman to follow up at that he's point. Been, he's, uh, he's been doing Batman for like. Years now, he's been doing it for like the animated, like DC, um, D, um the animated DC, um, Lego stuff, <laughs> and also he's done a few, he's also done a few of them as well as like uh, for, for DC, like proper. And it's interesting because, like, um, he actually is one of the few actors that can, that's both Batman and the Joker. That's true, mm-hmm. that's true. He like, was the Joker in the uh, in the Arkham Asylum uh, prequel game, mm-hmm. and um. Uh, yeah, he, he and like he's also um, he's also Joker too in in those um, Lego movies, and he was also Joker in that Batman versus the Ninja Turtles movie as well. So it's like so one oh, of the rare yeah. times, so one of the rare times where he actually had to play both both his both of characters at the same time. So yeah, um, as for me, um, I saw a video of from another YouTuber. I, I think the, I think you know him. Um, I know you don't know him so well. Oh, uh, Chris Herman. Chris Juicy Herman from um, from Double Toasted. He oh yeah, absolutely. Channel. He has his own channel and he made a, tr- a a really beautiful tribute. And he said something. It's like you know, yeah, that's fine. But I like to add something else to that conversation, which is he says that it was his Batman. But to be yeah, honest with absolutely. you, it was all it was our Batman. It was that generation. It was all of us t- collectively. Like he defined what we saw as Batman. I don't not um not Michael Keaton not. Not, for, uh, not 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 the, not the comic books, but like everything, everything that everything that he did in the, in the cartoons, mm-hmm. he like that's what we saw, that's what we saw the most, and that's what we, that's what captured us to like watch the show, whether it was like Batman, whether like when, when it was Batman or Batman the animated, like Batman Superman or Justice League, he, he touched he he gave it all it all of his own, you know, and, and you know if you're asking me like what my favorite episode with him, it's like it. It has to be Beware of the Great Ghosts, where it's him. Oh, it's, it's oh a, yeah, that's a beautiful episode with him and um and, and, and Adam West. Adam West. Yeah. Yep. I'm sorry for it's just like this is like I I just, 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 just like I don't know what else to say, but just like his his um he's just very he's he's just the most iconic Batman ever, and you are correct, so bro. It's like. It's sad that he's not put in. He's not put in such a high pedestal when you like when you, when, when these arguments happen. But you know, it should be universally agreed on. Like that's one of the things where it's like we all have to kind of universally agree that like Kevin Conway nailed it. And Kevin yeah, Conway, like Kevin Conway, like his like that's well, that's always gonna be like his legacy. You know, he's done other stuff, but like for all of us, for for our generation, I think like that's his, that's gonna he's gonna be our definitive. Thing. When someone tries to tell you 
Ah, uh, that's so, a live action Batman is the best Batman. You asked him this question. Whose voice do you think of when you read a Batman comic and, the, and Batman is speaking? Whose voice comes to mind? I'll wait. <laughs> Every yeah. time it's Kevin Conroy comes into mind for the rest of my life. Mm. When I think of Batman talking, it's going to be Kevin Conroy doing that voice. So that in that sense, he's got immortality and God bless him for it, man. I, I, I it, 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 what hurt the most about losing him is it happened on the release of Wakanda Forever, where we're already dealing with the loss of Chadwick Boseman. And that movie invokes those feelings uh, on purpose about how we lost him. So to see that and also be dealing with the, uh, the untimely death of, uh, of Kevin Conroy and the fact that he kept that secret, just like uh, Chadwick Boseman kept his sickness secret too. You know, it, it's, it's a lot of similarities there, man. And it's, it's uh, cancer's a thief in the night. Uh, all I can say is get checked out. Uh, when you can, um, and also remind others to do so too, because um, until they make a cure for this thing, we all gotta, we gotta look out for each other, man. And I, 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 my, my heart goes out to his family, uh, and all his friends and everybody who worked and loved him. Um, whether you were a fan, or you were a relative, or 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 someone close to him. So, man, it's 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 tough, man. But uh, God bless him, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, let's 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 move on to some let's move on to some happier news. Let's uh, let's let let's turn yeah. it back a little bit because I think like like this, this was like I said we're not done yet talking about having these heavy ha- having these heavy discussions here. But oh yeah, man, it's the tip but, of the iceberg. Yeah, but um, <laughs> well, there is there is a few things. There's been there's been some news we can discuss. Not a whole lot, but we have some news we need to discuss because um, you know, like even though it's been quiet these last couple of, these last couple of weeks. Um, we things have been happening, and um, let's. So why don't we go into the news here? Um, why don't we why don't we go back? Why don't we go back to the tire fire that is the Warner Brothers Discovery Channel merger for me? And it's over, Batman. So why not? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's it, it, like it, like I said, like I think we're now starting. We're now getting to the point now where it's like we're we've already seen like the worst of it, or yeah, because like. Cause like uh, after what happened um last couple of weeks especially with um James Gunn being oh, yeah. on board with uh with, with, with on DC as like as a creative consultant it's going to be i think things are going to i think these things are going to start shaping up to be a lot better than it was before mm-hmm. but there's so but there are a few little things here that we that that, that kind of like that we can discuss from this so like i said like there is like i think the segment i think we're in a, like, i think it's like the like What's a good way of saying this? It's like it's like we're right now at the point of the of the point of destruction. Like we're all we're all picking up the pieces and seeing what we can like salvage at this point. Absolutely. So the first thing they the first thing first is that in the spring of two thousand twenty three, the discovery discovery plus and HBO Max will be merging. So yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you didn't if you if you if you didn't know at that point yet, yeah, like don't like you know you then you you weren't paying attention you weren't paying attention at all. When I saw this news, I just gave it like, yeah, I knew this was going to happen. Anyways, I think I predicted that to happen on the show, where it's like, they're eventually just going to merge both of them, and that's going to be a dumping ground for, like, for, they're going to dump everything else from Discovery right there, because because it was something, it was something that, that kind of caught me off guard. Well, not off guard, but I knew this, because like my, like, my family is guilty of this. They watch a lot of Discovery Channel. They watch a lot of that schlock that's on TV. They watch that night. We, we do. My wife and I do too. We have Discovery Plus, so um, we watch uh, Food Network and HGTV, 
and some other mis oh and discovery of course and some other miscellaneous things so we actually legitimately have uh discovery plus i share a hbo max account with my brother um mm -hmm. but uh soon we're gonna have to eventually step up and probably upgrade to hbo max which is fine because there's a lot of shows on there that are cool to watch i will say that discovery has a lot of shovelware on that network mm -hmm. I mean, you got like all the 90 Day Fiance stuff that I have no interest in. Um, at TLC as a whole, when they used to show like um, uh, all the all the medical shows and whatnot, that's that's that was the joint. But um, nowadays, it's a bunch of 90 Day Fiance, and it's like, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. But yeah. um, there's 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 some stuff on that that's worth watching. Um, when they do merge, I hope it does consolidate the price, because God forbid they merge those two, and I gotta pay raw dog what each one costs still well, i'm gonna be a little mad but um yeah um david zaslav man he's uh he's he's a shrewd businessman he comes from the discovery side of things for the merger he got in there and started slashing shows um especially shows that were minority run that's the shit i got a problem with man a lot of shows that featured minority characters um you know people from the lgbtq community um just cutting or, them you know, like or minority or minority like you know led shows where it's like they, the guys behind the scenes doing a lot of that stuff as well that was yeah that got, got pulled a plug there was an initiative at warner brothers uh, uh originally that was supposed to help people of color and people from uh, marginalized backgrounds into the business so that way they could start up uh series and all that stuff people who are already creatives in hollywood having a hard time getting in and that's dried up uh they said they're gonna bring it back but i don't know if it's gonna be true this guy's like oh if it's not making money it's out of here but it's like a lot of these shows you got to cultivate and you're not giving them a chance the shit with bad girl was like yo what the fuck i'm sorry what the hell are you doing um that 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 was that was i mean granted the movie is 90 percent done save for any kind of special effects they had to do but just to kill it in the crib still is 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 like just let it go just let it rock man i mean let, let these people at least have something to show for the work they did and they didn't but the the other biggest thing that they've done is a lot of the animation that they used to have coming out of out of their end uh has just been wiped off the face of the map so that people creatives that have made this stuff can't even show it off in portfolios or reference people to shows that are no longer available because they're going to use them as um tax write-offs and whatnot it's 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 horrible what they've done um i get it you, you're trying to cut costs so that way you can appeal to the stockbroker oh sorry this this the, the the investors in your company but when it comes yeah. down to it it, you you betrayed a lot of people. Hell, the betrayal started even before Zaslav got there with um with the director uh directors up in arms that their movies were going straight to streaming. Um, mm -hmm. I know Christopher. They lost Christopher Nolan to Universal or, or Paramount. I forget which, but they lost him. They lost. He used to be died in the wool Warner Brothers, and then after that fiasco, it was like yo yo I'm out. I'm leaving. Um, yeah. they almost lost Denis Villeneuve um over dune going straight to streaming and dune 2 is being made right now hopefully they're doing dune 3 right after that but uh that's going to theaters thank god um but yeah man it's a it's a, it's a mess over there i will say that um god i did have one positive thing to say about it uh it is james gunn and peter safran being uh elected as the the new heads of a warner brothers studio a legitimate warner brothers studio sorry a legitimate dc studios 
um, that they're going to make now because beforehand it was just a label. Now it's actually going to be a studios like like Marvel Studios is at Disney. Um, the fact that they're running that gives me hope because things like Peacemaker and uh, the mm-hmm. Suicide Squad were fantastic, and we all have come to love James 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 Gunn and his movies. Um, I think because of James Gunn being picked along with Peter Safran to be the head of that, uh, that they lost James Wan. Because James Wan, if you recall, he did uh, Aquaman. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he did Aquaman, that was a big hit for Warner Bros. They made a billion dollars. And he finished mm-hmm. Aquaman too, which is in post-production right now. This is going to be set up to make big bucks too. I don't know if it's going to make mu- as much as the first one because China has been real picky about what movies they let inside their market. Plus with the COVID shutdowns over there, it oh, might yeah. just hit at the wrong <laughs> time. So because of that, uh, it may not make as much, but it's probably going to make a mint. And now that they lost James Wan, James Wan is uh, moving uh, to, he's in talks with Jason Blum from Blumhouse to team up to uh, open up a, a horror factory of uh, a, a movie, a movie, uh, a movie studio, a movie label to put pump out a bunch of horror movies for not only theater uh, distribution, but also for streaming. And then, um, also with uh uh Walter Hamada used to be the um the one of the main main executives at Warner Brothers and they lost him to uh who was it? Oh Paramount. And he's doing the same thing over at Paramount where they're starting up a, a horror um a label as well, uh off the success of things like Smile and I think Barbarian might be uh out of their out of the studio too. I'm not hundred percent. But uh, I've, I've said a lot. I'm sorry. Uh, any, any, any. What did you guys want to say about this? Well, oh, sorry. Well, there was a, there was also a little bit of news as well concerning concerning what, what, what was being discussed as well because like they um, apparently not only not only this happened but they, apparently they had a meeting with all the with everybody like all the departments mm-hmm. and some of the some, th- some of the parts some of the parts did leak some things did leak from that from that uh, from that um, meeting. Well, I think one of the things they talked about was Harry Potter. Uh, that's uh, if you don't that's know what right. they're going. If you don't know what's been going on with Harry Potter, it's a mess. Um, the last, the last uh, Fantastic Beast movie did abysmal in the, in the box office, boy, and oh um, what ended up happening. And then also too, there's this elephant in the room with concerning J.K. Rowling. You know, let's not beat her on the bush. She's said a, she said a couple of questionable things about the about trans, the trans community, which is not good. And he's and. You know, it seems that Zaslav has they had to play their hand, and Zaslav has said that 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 you know that Hello Highwater he's gonna try to make a Harry Potter, and I think like I think they're gonna make a power play to like get the series out of our hands. That's what I'm thinking. What's going on right now? I don't see if that's possible. She owns that ironclad. She'd have to sell the IP in order to make that yeah. happen. Yeah. So and she it, basically, unless they don't want to be in business with her or pay her enough to not be involved, I don't see how that can happen at all. Um, you know it, that, that sucks. It's like the Orson Scott card situation. <laughs> it's, it's, you enjoy the work he put out, but man, when they open their mouth, it's over. <laughs> All right, and then also, oh too, but, my also, god! But yeah, he's but he said like, but he said no, Zedlock has said that there's been 20 years since we had a Harry Potter movie. Yeah. Well, you know, but he, you know, he's I, I know what he means by that. And he says like it's in 20 years. It's in 20 years with a named Harry Potter movie. A lot of people like 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 to say it. it's like, oh, we had a Fantastic Beast movie. It's like no. I think he, I, I think what he's trying to look at it is from like the actual name namesake point right now, and it's been yeah. twenty years since we had a named Harry Potter movie, and he also he also mentioned Superman as well. He says the last one we had was a, was fifteen years ago, and 
you know, it's gonna be interesting to see like like where we're gonna where we're gonna go with, with both these franchises going forward because like now like now that we know that Zaslav is kind of self-aware about what's going on with with with, with J.K. Rowling also too with what's going on with I think partially too he also mentioned um, Ezra Miller and and their like oh, and their boy. issues as well. Oh, what so a mess. Like, so it's like you know, so it's like those so those issues so those so those issues like he, he is very well aware what what's going on so it's like let's see what happens. Superman's gonna be interesting to see like where we're gonna like if like because I said like say what you will about say what you will about Man of Steel like you know I, I, I thought it was a, I thought it was just fun I thought it was a perfectly okay movie mm. and I want I, I want to see like you know it's good because I, I said to myself that it's gonna be a while before we see our first James Gunn like helmed um helmed movie or rather his first first produced movie because we still have Shazam that got delayed. Until like yeah. until 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 March, and I believe Man, Aquaman, Aquaman coming out until November. Wow! And and then um, we still have also um, also two. We still have um, we we have the Joker two as well, which is supposed to be out like in two thousand twenty four, I believe. Yeah, so, uh, Folly Folly Ado, uh, uh, the uh, the sequel, the, uh, the the Joker sequel. And so we're so like there's still some just there's still some leftovers. Still from from this from this regime from this from the last regime that we still have to like work through with DC at the present moment before we see it. So it's gonna be interesting to see a new Superman when that eventually happens. And I, I predict we're gonna see that like in 2026 ish. But you know that's just me. That's that's me like kind of like giving a like a lowball estimate. Rob, I know I know we've been all over. We've been talking all over. Um, do you have any thoughts on anything we just discussed so far? Oh, um, in regards to the DC stuff and all that stuff, uh, nah, man, I don't really have really much to add because I think Solo actually nailed way more fucking points than I did, so I can't really expand on that much, and then that's that, and there we go. So, yeah, honestly. All, all, right. I, would say, all I would say is, I just watched the burning ship pass me pass me by into the sunset, so, you know. No doubt. No doubt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who knows where it's going to crash, but it's going somewhere, so that's where it is. Yeah, I think... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you, you go first because like I think it's, I think we both had this. I think we both had the same same thought right here. So go on. I think I think Warner Brothers is gonna come out on top. I, I think that Zaslav, he's he's good at what he does. He just he makes a lot of enemies along the way. Um, you know, also uh, just don't get it twisted. Disney uh, also reported losses on Disney Plus, so they're about to make a bunch of cuts too. So that's gonna suck when that happens because there's a lot of good stuff on there, and the, the the one of the worst things about all this is when they make cuts, they also take shows off the streaming service because they cost money to have them on there, especially if they're made by other studios or uh, with the involvement of other production companies. So um, the real tragedy is when they make these cuts and then shows just vanish from sight and no other distributors picking them up. Um, so um, if you uh, and it only encourages piracy. Which is not cool either, um, you know. But I mean, I'm not gonna act like I've never engaged in it. But still, uh, when it's on streaming services, that's one less reason to to, to do that, and mm-hmm. we can help to support these shows. But yeah, well, they've, I don't know. They've, they've come lost to the void and that kind of shit. Yeah, and all that deal. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Don't get me started on getting on stuff on the lost void, especially since right now, like again, I, I you're talking to a guy who hosts a, a podcast about Saint Seiya. Where it's original, oh, yeah. where the original series dub is now in the ether somewhere, and oh, no, so it's like no one's no, one, no one's picked it up. And like when we were doing our show for when we we're doing our episodes, you know, we may have not mentioned that we're, we're we've been watching those like somewhere. 
I won't say where exactly. Or is, how is, 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 it, is it a for a sober term a method network, Ramses? It's the method. Um, I, um, I'm not gonna again. Not, not I'm no for no no liability for liability sake. I'm not gonna say anything. All I gotta say right is we watch it somewhere, and it mm -hmm. did something interesting where as we were watching it, like it, what episode was the was the, that was was that Netflix stuff? The Netflix that they did for the for the original series was actually really good, especially after what I say after I say next. The next, the following episode was one of the was one of the older dubs from ADV. Holy shit! What the fuck was 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 up with that dub, man? It's like you can tell it was like that dub was I like to call it like it was recorded at like four thirty in the afternoon on a Friday. They want to get the hell out of the, out of the booth. <laughs> it was that kind of dub where it's just like you can tell it's like no one like they were like okay, well, fine, let's just record our lines and get out of here. And then you go and you, and you watch the then you watch the. The, um, you watch the Netflix stuff, and you can tell like they 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 gave they gave some sort of they gave a, they gave a, they had some love to it as well. They they showed some they showed a lot of love to, to the franchise. Meanwhile, that other dev like oh boy. So it's like yeah, it's so that situation so that situation like things just disappearing like that is just like you know it's just horrible. And like I said, it's like in, in the in the worst case scenarios, that a lot of stuff was stuff that was in production or like in like post production. And like those stuff, that stuff can't even be that can't that stuff, that stuff can't even be exuded to anybody. Um, yeah. Let's uh, let's let's uh, let's move on to something a little bit like let's let's like uh, this this felt a little bit heavy here. Why, why don't we move on to something else? Rob, you saw the indie direct that they did, the indie world uh, showcase that they showed for Nintendo. Uh, what was it last week? No, two weeks ago. So like in between, uh, like in between this episode and the last one, yeah, like about a week ago. Yeah. So like, like walk, so walk us through so walk us through on a couple on the things you saw. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to do a walkthrough, but um, okay. To do keep this really simple, um, I was kind of just watching on a catch up kind of thing recently because I forgot about it because I this is one of those overnight things with the time zone deals sometimes, and I catch them sometimes I don't. Um, I did have a little look through and see what was in the 25 minute odd presentation, and I noticed four games from that, two that are new. Two that are, look that I recognize actually anyway. So, real quick, uh, have a nice death. It looks kind of quirky. It looks kind of cool. Looks kind of spooky. Looks kind of a fun game. Pepper Grinder. This is by Devolver. They are oh. doing a game where a pepper grinder, but you're drilling through the earth to do things like in like drill style, like a drill in front of you, like almost like Gordon Logan style drill. It is kind of wacky actually. So if you look into that, Pepper Grinder. The All other right. two. Rogue Legacy 2, because why not? Because I've played Rogue Legacy 1 quite a bit with the original, and the and 2 is looking like they've expanded more on things from the original game. Yeah. And then the other one, the last one, real quick, Inscription, I recognize that game. I've seen it. Oh, okay. I've seen it be streamed, and I recognize it because that game goes places with the card game stuff and all this kind mm -hmm. of deal. It's interesting. That's the four. There we go. Um, so, bro, any, any thoughts on, on any of those games? I know, I, I know, I know you play a lot of games. So it's like, and I, and that's, two of them actually caught my attention too. So it's like, is there any of those games that you, that caught your attention from that presentation? That you saw that presentation or anything that, that Rob just mentioned that, that caught your eye? Rogue Legacy is pretty cool. Um, I'm looking mm -hmm. at this game Venba right now. Um, it looks like it's uh based out of India, but it looks it looks adorable. Uh, I'm not mm -hmm. sure what it's about, but uh, I like the aesthetic to it. Um. Yeah, uh, I I didn't get the cast to the showing. So, um, but uh, from hearing what uh what Robin had to say, it um, it it, it sounded like they had a couple of intriguing selections to 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 choose from. Rogue Legacy was a cool. It's a cool game. So I'm glad to hear that sequel's coming. Um, 
other than that, I I didn't really get to watch this, so uh, I don't really have much to add. But um, the Switch is a great place for uh, indie games, I think, mm-hmm. uh, especially since you get to take them on the go. So yep. not bad, not bad at all. Yeah, I, I, it's it's my indie go to machine, especially like whenever, whenever I see a game on on sale, it's like I gotta pick that up because it's like I I, I know for a fact I'm gonna play the hell. Yeah, absolutely, and, man. Because I, I only I, that's the only thing that's the only system I have other than this computer that I can I gotta get some silly. It's like that it can get some things without a whole lot of things, but it's only but it's like for like indie games and, and smaller games, it's, just, it's it's a perfect machine where I can just pick up and play and and, and do other things. Also, I'm really happy that they're that they're focusing so much on it. It was an initiative that they put on the on the Wii U, though it wasn't as prominent on Wii U. I think it was more prominent on the 3DS. So, but then I think they kind of the kind I think they kind of like. I think they kind of like shaved off the rough edges from both of them and they kind of put something that's really good for the Switch. So I am really happy about that. The, like I said, Pro Legacy, I think it's been out for a while in, in beta and like pre and like, um, not, not beta. It, it, it was in, um, it was in, it was in early access in on Steam. So it's been out mm-hmm. for a while, but I think that this is like, I think the version that's coming out is going to be the final, like not the final version, but I think this is like, you know, the first, um, the first, like the first, like major, like title update that's gonna actually be like something that's like, well, like standard builds for it, yeah, kind of yeah. thing now, yeah. Instead of like early access or beta or whatever, yeah. So one, the one that caught my attention was Inscription. If if you guys don't know what it is, it's a hybrid horror slash card game. Yeah, oh, I've seen I've seen it streamed. Yeah, like I said, I've seen it streamed before, so I have an idea what it's like. I've seen a couple of streams too, and it's just I just it just the, the concept of like the concept of a game that's like that's scaring you. But in a non-traditional way, in, in a non-traditional way of like playing cards and stuff like that, is very, very interesting. And I'm really happy they're going to bring that. To, they're bringing that to the switch now. That I, now you said them like definitely going to pick that up when it if it when it goes on. All right. Um. Continue with the game. Continue with the game. Uh. The game. Um. Oh boy. This is this is one that we got. This is. Oh boy. We got. This is. I don't, I don't even know where to start with this one. That's all I gotta say. I don't even know. How to even approach this one without without us without us breaking in laughter? Mm-hmm. Okay, here's what the, here's what the, here's what here's what the tweet says here, and this was from a this is from a financial report from Japan. Tokyo District Public uh, Prosecutor's Office arrests 57 year old game game creator Yuji Naka in context of insider uh, trading insider trading relating to a new installment of popular Dragon Quest franchise. Mm-hmm. So to give you guys mm-hmm. an idea what's going on. Yuji Naka, he was one of the co-creators of Sonic the Hedgehog, mm-hmm. and think he had like a big falling out ever since I believe Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure Two, and he's been off and doing went off and did his own thing. He yep. ended up at Square Enix and we did um, Badland Wonderland, and uh, that's uh, that's, that's, that's a, if you want if you want the most <laughs> review ever. That's your that's your best game right there. And if you want to actually look into the stuff with Bell and Wonderworld, uh, Matt McMuscles is a treasure of a YouTuber. I've said this before, but this man, go look him up. He has a nice video on that whole game's troubled history. So yes. yeah, yeah. Actually, Matt McMuscles actually has a really good podcast called uh, um, Triple KO with uh, yeah. Maximilian. Yeah, and uh, Justin Wong as well. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, it. Right about it. Yeah. And also, you mentioned two of the of the show inside of you that I love I love as well. Oh yeah, man, it's, uh, I love that. But um, but no, so yeah, Luigi Naka has been working at Square Enix, and like uh, and like after after what happened with with Battle with Battling Wonderland, mm-hmm. they 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 gave him the boot. They said we don't want any of this shit. Get out of here. And they um, oh, wow. and 
they, they he's been he was fired he was fired and this happened. So I'm pretty sure he had. I'm pretty sure what I imagine. I, I this image I have on his head. He had that information like for like either the Dragon Quest three remake or Dragon Quest twelve. And I bet what? you shit for dollars he was outside. The, he was outside some financial like some financial institution or outside of Square Enix with with a sign that said, "Well, we'll provide Dragon Quest info for food." <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, like, like like you like like I'm betting. Yeah, he, he slightly just because he was there. It was like he took a little snippet of info or something like with him or something like you know on like a little thumb drive or whatever and all this kind of shit or something, you know. Uh, yeah, but but but, but just like we have a character, there's gonna be a character. It's gonna be designed by by Akira Toriyama, guys. It's big news. Like oh Jesus. <laughs> but so, bro, your your thoughts on uh, on this like uh, on this weird news? Just the weirdest news I ever I had to like read off. Off, um, off this, uh, off this for this podcast. I mean, it's surprising. Um, I thought, I thought it might have had uh, this also involved Yuji Hori, but uh, I'm glad it didn't. Uh, at least not, not to the point where Yuji Hori was arrested. But um, nope. Yuji Naka, man, um, legend in the gaming uh scene. Yeah, he's he's the man that created Sonic. Am I am I wrong? Co-created one, one of them. Sonic, one of the, right? Yeah, big ones. Yeah, and definitely. And he, and he was also uh the head of Sonic team for a long time. Yeah. So um yeah um right, Knights another game under his belt but yeah I mean sometimes sometimes you get you get you, you, you uh, the scene outgrows you I guess or whatnot or you just is not as uh, influential as you once was and it seemed kind of desperate the way this played out and uh it's a shame um he's kind of disgraced himself with this so um he's going to have to um he's got to pay the piper somehow and uh, eventually go to trial, but uh, yeah, uh, it's surprising to say the least. Uh, shout out to Shoji Ramuro, he shared this information with me yesterday. Oh. Uh, and uh, I, I saw that uh story and was like, Man, this is this is freaking crazy. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know. I, I, I don't, mm-hmm. I was gonna say, it's, I bet you, I bet you, I bet you it's gonna get even crazier when, when once all the dust settles. Yeah, yeah, I mean, them, uh, who else is uh entwined in this is my question. And uh, I guess we'll find out soon enough. Yeah, uh, Rob. Any mm-hmm. thoughts on this on this crazy turn of events from Yuji Naka? Not only much to really add to that because yeah, like when I spotted this yesterday, and then I showed it to you because I was like, "Huh? What happened?" And it's like, "Oh boy, what did he? What? What was he doing there at his time at Square Enix again? There, there. Now I wonder. In the back of my mind, like this dude, because I've heard some occasional." Occasional, t- actually, in that same video I was talking about earlier, some tiny little shady or weird things that Yuji Naka has uh, gotten up to on occasion with things with game development and all that. But you know, I'll leave that to you to find out from that video. So there we go. But yeah, so yeah, this doesn't surprise me, but on the other hand, it was also kind of surprising to others, kind of in the sense of like, because that's one of the big former Sega people, and you know, this dude should have a reputation of being. Somewhat reputable, but at the same time, it's like, well, he got arrested, and it's like, it would be kind of crazy if the same deal happened to, like, say, Miyamoto from Nintendo or something like that, and it's like, damn. So, yeah, happy, like, br- like, happy birthday to so- Miyamoto, by the way. Happy yeah. <laughs> Saturday, yeah. I was gonna say, it's, it's the equivalent of, say, Hideo Kojima, if he, like, after he got, like, shit canned from, like, from Konami, he just gave it all out, to, like, to, to just gave all their, all their public information afterwards. So, it's like, it's something, so it's something akin to that, but just, yeah. I, but like, but it's like it's twice as I think it's even done even worse because 
it's Dragon Quest, one of like one of Squeenix's like just they're babies. One of the biggest, most popular iconic series in Japan, period, ever. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like it's it's both Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest, and they're both in the same and they're both in the same house. And it, like they have, so they're extremely protective of like anything with any of those franchises. And so like, yeah, so it's like if they're gonna throw the book in and half at at you, not the whole. Because like you're like that. That's like you know they're precious baby, and like anything that gets gets out in the public, like it's gonna be it's gonna be like it's that that could be like it could be disaster like financially for them. But we don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. We don't know. And like 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 again. But I, 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 I just find this so insane that 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 they, he would do this. But also too, it's like you know we don't know what what the circumstances of like why he left why he got why he left Realm Screenix. Obviously, yeah, they, they should count him because of the game, but like we don't know what, in what kind of circumstances either in a, in a good way or a bad way. Most likely, judging from what I'm here. Well, the circumstances from, of leaving, I think, is kind of obvious. It's like after the Balan Wonder Wonderland or Wonderworld that kind of flopped that he kind of probably left them on not so great terms and. I'm thinking, yeah, in the back of my mind, like I said, he might have done something on the way out the door, you know. But who knows? Yeah, just took a thumb drive with like God knows how many assets, and like, here, guys, just check this out, man. Just check. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to see a lot of what happened not too long ago, and we actually discussed this on the show with uh, the GTA Six leaks. Where yeah, it's like, the episode's back. Yeah. Yeah, where it's just like it's like you know those are those were definitely real. Those leaks. If it had to get if it had to get to the point where where uh, Rockstar had to like make it make some had to talk about it, those that means it was it needs a relationship. Yep. So, oh, yeah. Um is there any other news that we're missing here? Any any other news you guys want to bring up before we before we go on to our next segment? Nope, there's something else that I could think of that I could bring up was all the bits that I found, I just kind of put them into the news file and yeah, that's all I've found really lately. Alrighty then, because like yeah, because it's it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a dead time right now, and you know that's fine. Like as we head to the as we head to the holidays, things are things are gonna start slowing down news wise and stuff like that. So hey, and that was the news. So why don't we go on to what we've been up to this like not this week but like last couple of weeks? Especially with you, Sobo, like since you're like our, our new guy here, you get you get you you have you you have you you have a lot more to discuss in terms of like. Like what you've been up to, not just this week or last week or the week before, but you like for the last couple of weeks. If you what you've been up to, so it could be about anything. It could be about video games, movies, um, toys, anime, TV. You name it. The floor is yours. Let Let's geek out for a, for a few minutes here. <laughs> well, um, I mean, I, I've been trying to keep it streamlined, um, but uh, my wife and I we uh, did watch the first season uh, or the first. Uh, batch of episodes for spy family so we were caught up to like episode 12 of that show i know it's uh i know it's um what is it um it's uh, episode 19? uh no 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 um it, it's blasphemy to say that um that we watch a dub but um we do enjoy the dub for uh for oh, spy yeah. family so the right now the dub stops at 12 so um although uh, the, i think the anime right now is on episode 20 because the show just came back from hiatus so um we'll probably wait until there's more dubbed episodes although I, I, we might we might just you know crack the seal on those uh subbed episodes though um all, um but it, it's been a lot of fun I, I quite enjoy the show uh it's fantastic shout outs to my boy show for uh making me uh check it out um we also checked out uh, well i also checked out um what's it called uh um uh uncle from another world we saw the first four episodes of that and that show was hilarious good times um 
when it comes to television, uh, I have watched, I've been watching Chernobyl on HBO Max. We just got off of uh, uh, the season of, um, uh, what's it, The House of the Dragon, which was fantastic. Um, but um, the show that's been capturing my imagination over the last, let's say, nine weeks is Andor. Andor oh. might be my mm. surprise show of the year. We're actually reviewing it on Gundam on our next episode. It might be the last episode of the year. Andor for those for the for the debate that's raging online about this show, a lot of people didn't even tune into it because they've been kind of turned off on Star Wars properties owned by Disney, right? And I can't blame you. They've been hit or miss. But like Mando is the shit. I love that show. Um, Book of Boba Fett is half in, half out. Um, mm-hmm. there's, some episodes don't hit. Some episodes do, especially the ones that involve Mandalorian. So that was fine. Um, I love um, uh, what's it called? Uh, the Bad Batch is fantastic, as far as I'm concerned. I, I I love when they delve into that era, and um, the era that's between the prequels and the original trilogy. I know Andor is a whole lot more of that. I know a lot of people's turn off was, well, I didn't really know that character from Rogue One anyway, so why would I want to follow a show that follows a guy who I know is gonna die? Well, it's not about if if Better Call Saul taught us anything about prequels and how well written prequels are made. It's not about the fucking. Uh, sorry, keep cursing. I'm so sorry. No, it's not about good. the. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not about the destination. It's the journey, and the people he meets, and to see how the rebellion, how the rebellion forms, and what's the best part about the show is to see how evil the 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 empire was, how messed up they were, and it does co- have a lot of commentary on today, um, like um, uh, deg- uh sorry, arrests based on BS reasons. Um, people um, being thrown into the prison industrial complex, um, racism, you know, it's it's a Star Wars that actually tackles today's issues. And even though um, Tony Gilroy, the guy who's the showrunner, didn't write it to be contemporary, the show is incredibly contemporary. Um, it's got um, just a lot of uh, things. And when it comes down to it, the first three episodes are very methodically paced. They're not there to kind of to get you like hyped up for like all this lightsaber fight and all that stuff because the show doesn't have any of that in it um it does have an eventual you know gun battle towards the end of the 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 first three episodes but um if you realize what the pace of the show is where every every three episodes is an arc uh the first arc you can call it the uh the introductory arc and then the the second arc which is episodes four five and six is a heist uh episode seven is a bridge between the heist episodes and then the next arc, which is a prison arc, which is the best arc in the series. And let me tell you something. The writing in this show is unreal. The dialogue, the character development, the characters. There's several characters in the show that will blow your mind, including one called Luthen Rael, played by Stellan Skarsgård. If you have not watched Andor, the last episode of it for season one airs next week, Wednesday. I implore anybody listening to this, if you have time, binge watch this show. Don't listen to those people who are saying it's boring. It's not. If you let it run its course, you have to see the setup for the payoff to hit. But when the payoff starts to hit, it keeps on hitting. And some of these characters, you've never seen characters like this in Star Wars before. And they're so well done. I don't want to see every Star Wars show be like this. But if we get one Star Wars series in a bunch that is like this, where it's written for like kind of a more adult fare, I'm down for this. It's it's the most intelligent written Star Wars I've ever seen, but it takes its time getting to where it is. And if you've seen The Wire, if you've seen Better Call Saul or Breaking Bad, you're in. 
you know what you're in for with the show because it's paced just the same. So Andor, man, uh, if you slept on it, wait till it's done. Wait till next Wednesday. It's finished. Watch it over Thanksgiving weekend. I think you'll dig it, especially if you want to see some deep, entrenched Star Wars, um, uh, a series that's entrenched in the society of Star Wars and not so much entrenched into the lore. Like it's it's entrenched in the lore, but it's not um, a series that. Um, say has a lot of the space fantasy is more of a hard science fiction take at star wars but it's still canon and it falls into the era uh prior to the original trilogy within five years of the original trilogy um and uh i can't wait till season two which they're filming right now so that's what i've been doing man it's been fantastic um just, let, just you know um just to let you know my, my sister's been watching andor and she had exactly the same she said exactly the same oh. she was not a fan of it before but it just caught her attention and now she's yeah yeah it's like that it'll sneak up on you uh the 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 high stark is when you start to see things i was never bored because i'm used to watching shows like that and i love i I love when the writer gets to flex um it's like tony gilroy the guy who's the the showrunner who also uh wrote and directed uh movies like um uh michael clay michael clayton and dolores claiborne uh his brother dan gilroy writes the second three episodes which he was responsible for that movie night runner sorry not right oh god night runner is a character in my book night crawler <laughs> not to be confused with the x-men character but night crawler with jake gyllenhaal uh, yeah. dan gilroy wrote and direct that directed that so if you like that movie then you're in for a treat for the second arc and so on and so forth uh, again it's a fantastic show if you've been turned off on the disney star wars series I still ask you to give this show a shot because it is nothing like what you've seen in Star Wars before. It, especially if you grew up with the original trilogy and you're in your 40s or 50s now, and you're kind of tired of all the Easter egg laden stuff that you see in Star Wars, where it's like, oh, I just want to see lightsaber fights and I want to see Easter eggs and and things I can easily identify. This is not the show for you. This show has got some real textured characters and story plot lines and threads that'll take you through i just have an appreciation for will well written material and this is top of the pops for me um so yeah that's 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 my take man but it's, it's it's a fantastic series yeah i i've been like you know what i think i might i might, I might pop that sherry because like i've been it's not that I, it's not that i've been it's not that i've been uh discontent with it i've just been lazy <laughs> Uh, no, it's fine, man. There's so uh, much content out there that you 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 get caught up in other things, man. Life happens. Um, but you know what? You you did the smarter thing than than for you have to hang on every week for the next episode. Instead, you get the luxury of binging it whenever you feel like doing it. And let me know what you think of it after you see it, man. I, I I'm I'm we'll quite curious. We'll That's do. awesome. So, anything else that you've been up to for these last couple of weeks? Anything? Any other shows that you've been that you've been watching? Anything? You, any toys? Any video games you've been playing? Nah, man, I've said enough. The most other thing I've been doing is writing, and um, I, I've been um, trying to um, finish the second draft of the book I'm working on. It's called Vermilion right. Royale. I'll talk more about it when we do the outro of the show, but yeah, that's what I've been working on other than that. All right. Um, Rob, <laughs> what you been up to these last, the last couple of weeks? Any, any, okay, any the last show? what I've been up to lately-ish, uh, let me think. Uh, nothing for reading. In regards to watching, not really anything going on there, with the exception of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. We'll be, we'll be talking about that in a little bit. So, yep, put that to the side. Um, Playing-wise, oh boy, that's been sort of on and off busy because um, I had my brother up for the last 
eight to nine days and uh, on and off with, apart from going out and other things, like his family and all that kind of deal and all that. Sometimes had moments where at nighttime we would play some little stuff together, like co-op mode things and all that kind of thing at nighttime when he's kind of uh, not got overly much to do and all that kind of thing. And I've, I've got a little something of a pile of uh, Switch games that definitely have some options and all that. So there's going to be that as well as my usual things that I've been playing. So let me just break this down and go over some things. Usual things, Gundam Battle Operation 2, Dragon Ball Legends, I've been trying to get for <coughs> Gohan Beast, haven't got him still. I'm hoping that'll change if I hold out and really save up for a big pile of crystals without paying anything soon. Hopefully, <coughs> Splatoon 3, uh, yeah, on occasion, tend to just put time into the Salmon Run and do that once a day, instead of just doing PvP, not usually. Rocket League, I did about a week and a bit ago. Yeah, a week and a bit ago. Because Mao actually, and shouts to Gundam X, Mao, or, yeah, just operators is um, thing also. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, he did a little random stream where, apart from just playing some other things they've been searching for other games to do, and one of those games they played was Rocket League, and I just actually joined in the stuff and added um, Mao and uh, Dolo as uh, friends on the in game Rocket League stuff, and I was playing off my Switch in crossplay mode and handheld. So, yeah, works completely, you know, fine and great. So I did that for a bit. I actually scored one or two little goals, and actually the replay is out there somewhere, I believe, on his Twitch. Um, oh, I gotta go. I got. I got check out. I gotta check those guys out because I because I remember Mal was announcing that and like I yeah, downloaded doing, the game. And yeah, I got, he was doing. I got, and like, so like I I want to I want to play with you guys. Like, yeah, he was doing. Yeah, he was doing that today, and I missed out on it because I was out for a little time earlier on for a little walk and that kind of deal. That's some little quick things to do before we do things. But yeah, it's fun. The only annoying thing now that since um, Epic has taken them up, I've noticed that some of the cars have slightly disappeared. Like, uh, I remember paying for the Back to the Future DeLorean in the game, and that's no longer in Rocket League for the time oh, being. Okay. So, oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to look into that if that's just a thing that needs to be sorted, or if it's on Epic's end that they need to put that back in again. But yeah, I couldn't find it. So, yeah. Um, murders, man. That's what happens when, when someone. When yeah. Well, yeah. that. Things start disappearing like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Any other stuff that I did copy? Not always from my brother. Uh, let's see. Um, or just you know, all that kind of thing. Um, I remember doing one night. We did a little bit of Mario Party one night. We just did like a round or two on that, and um, went back to a board and did around that. Oh boy, a Mario Party one on on the Switch again. Yeah, I think and, you guys pl- and you guys didn't. And you guys didn't end up in a fist fight. No, because we. <laughs> we actually, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We used to play this when we were younger too. We agree to kind of not usually actively target each other, mostly. We would kind of try to target the CPU a little bit more, unless, mm-hmm. you know, options are kind of really limited, or the game just nudges you that way, like, as in something happens and something still happens, you can't really avoid it. Yeah, um, we have, like, there's like a three-on-one match, or a match where it's like, you, it's like... You, yeah, 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 you yeah basically, team, basically, that like, kind of one, shit. Yeah. One guy's, yeah. one, like, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're brothers on one team, and you're on the other team, yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, like, for example, it happened a few times where we had rounds where... There's that Bowser suit game, uh-huh. and, you have to, and you have to run away from the three other people with the hammers trying to smash your coins out of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That happened a few times to the CPU, and we just raped them of all their coins, practically. Because it's like, hey, you should have been assholes to us, we're going to smash you back now. Take it. Yeah. Reason, reason, why, reason why I'm asking these questions, and a little bit, I'm a little bit more inversive, because I was watching a bug uh, when my friends stream it, and they've been, we've been putting like bets on their channel, with channel points, obviously. We, obviously, obviously, we don't, obviously, we don't deal with, the, you know, deal with the real money stuff. But it's been really fun just to like to see what the CPU does and like what kind of shenanigans they do and stuff like that. So it's like I'm a little bit more inversed now. Like what kind of games? It's like I didn't have Mario Party, but like seeing seeing all those games out being played out like that, I get I get an idea now what's what's going on. 
Yeah, I've experienced Monarch Party one in the past. Yeah, so believe me, it's there is some there is some evil shit just in that game to begin with. But you know, it's just the way. Like even like I told Ramsey's on the previous episode, so how dice rolls can sometimes be locked when you do do the start of a turn and you think you might get a better roll. I tried Uh like reeling a save state before I made the uh, the dice roll. It still gave me the the same number at least a few times. Like. Unless you get, and this is just bad timing or something, but it seems like sometimes it locks you into a number sometimes on occasion. So yeah, mm-hmm. things like that. Okay, and the other stuff, what was the other games? Uh, Cruising Blast. I had an urge to go back to now, I was thinking, like, looking at my pile of stuff, what I have. And I was like, this is a simple, fun, wacky, arcade game that's on the Switch. It's kind of exclusive. It's fun. And yeah, we just did, like, a little race or two, like a little, like, basic, um four race cup thing and that kind of thing. Just oh. didn't care who wins or loses because I've gone through the game. I've unlocked all the cards and everything like in the past. And yeah, we just had fun. Like I was wa- I was wasting around in like a, in losing a tank. He was using like, I think, a, um, I think he was using a dinosaur or, a, or the unicorn or something with the, with the, with the wings and the rocket boost and all this crap. But yeah, so <laughs> yeah, that's cruising blast. This is one of those dumb, fun, simple games, but you know, so yeah. What else did we uh-huh. play? Yeah, and it helps that, like, I, I think we discussed this before, but it does help that, like, Eugene Jarvis and the team who worked on those cruising the cruising games before worked on that game, so it's, like, it's, like, they haven't, they haven't missed a beat since those games. So, like, if you haven't picked up, that's actually a really good game to pick up. Yeah, Cruising Blast, and it's exclusive to Nintendo, because some people were wondering in the past, would it ever come to PC? No! This has got the Nintendo stuff even on the arcade original game. It's a Nintendo-ish... Not like necessarily first party, but like secondary party that they won't give up or anything, yeah. pretty much. So yeah, there was no chance of that fucking happening. Don't get in your minds, people out there. It's kind of almost, but not exactly the same deal as Bayonetta, but yeah, because Bayonetta oh, yeah. is like strongly owned by or funded by Nintendo. Actually, nowadays not owned, but strongly funded by Nintendo nowadays. So yeah, yeah. Like, it's like it's like, uh, it's like so it's like Sega and Nintendo have like joint custody to Bayonetta. Yeah, since two at least, isn't it? Because they've saved two and all that deal. And then the last one, because we did try some other little random things, tried some things out, and I wasn't so good on actually one of the TMNT games on the Cowbunga collection. Um, I tried something, I had an idea in my head, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to bring out Double Dragon Neon that I've got here, and just Ooh. let's just go into that. And yeah, he actually, I mean, yeah, this plays fun, this feels fun, this is more fun, and all that kind of deal of the way, and just how wacky and silly it is. And it's just, it's kind of a fun. Cartoony, but still a great beat 'em up like Double Dragon game anyway for Neon and all that kind of deal. I just had a good fun time with that. Did the feudal stages and messed around, all that kind of deal. Got laughed out a bit, all that kind of thing. So yeah, and then oh yeah, and then two other things that's going to cap this off because these are just two random things. One that Ramsey's will know about, but there was one day a friend wanted to do, had some plans to do something else on anim- on uh, I think watching something and all this kind of deal, and then I suggested this friend. Um, Hey, since your other plans fell through, do you want to just hop online and do Animal Crossing and all this kind of deal for us? You and I just do some more things, and then she was like, she was like, sure. And then we just uh, did some stuff. I visited her island. She visited mine. She came over and took eighty percent of my spare DIY recipes that I didn't Oops. need. So that's great. No, no, it's fine. It's fine because no, that's your encouraging and it's like. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, right yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Just spares. They're, the they're donation ones, and it's just like, or just like spares. Like, you can take them. I've already got these all made in my things. Like, it's cool to thank them. You're you're clearing some of my stuff for me, and all that. And yeah, and so yeah, seeing all each other's islands, all that kind of deal. Did that, and then recently, like a day, I think a day or two ago, I for whatever reason I had an urge, and I remember because Ramsey's had talked about this game where he got it on like cheap, 
I went back to the Mummy Demastered, and I was stuck on a boss for a while, and it was, I think, the second big boss of the game or something? Yeah, because the, 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 the boss you showed me, it was like, it was like a... It's a Tyrannosaurus that like that's with fire. It's, 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 it's Ahmed. It looks it looks kind of like a crocodile-ish or gator-ish like thing, sort of. Don't ask, don't ask how this connects to the mummy. Okay, don't. Yeah. Please don't ask because we don't know either. She just makes monsters. That's what it is. Because they're all yeah. they're all Egyptian themes, you know, mythology based, probably anyway, whatever loosely. Yeah. But yeah, this one had me stuck for a while because of the fireball patterns and like the not as much space to dodge the fireball patterns sometimes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, but yeah. Then I finally was playing, yes, I went back to it, yes, and I decided, you know, I'm going to try and beat it again. And I finally beat the damn thing after I'd just been talking to Ramses about it. And I'm like, Ramses, did your spirit fucking come over to my side and, like, give me strength or something? What's more along the lines of, like, here's the thing about the, the other thing, I just remembered something about the boss. Eventually, I, it, took, it took me three tries to get the, to beat the boss. But the thing was, I had, like, he has kind of a predictable pattern. So I think, like, mm -hmm. eventually, eventually you, you just get the pattern. Like, you just, like that. You get it. Yeah, that's what well, that same boss. You had the same problem, or what? Yeah, I had the same problem. Like, when you show me that picture, like, oh. I yeah, because yeah, because he shoots down sometimes at the wall, and then sometimes the flames come straight down, or sometimes there's a little one that drops to the ground like near you as well, and all that. And mm -hmm. it's just kind of weird, like kind of like kind of hundred percent predicting where the fireballs are going to go, or then he decides to like get closer to you, or goes back and up and down with his head and everything. Yeah, but what 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 he does is like he does he does that kind of like in a loop. So he does one thing, then he does, does the other thing, then he does the other thing, and then he does the other thing, and then he goes to repeat repeat it again. And then when you go to the next, then when he breaks the wall, you go you go to do the next thing. So it's like he eventually you just kind of get a, you get you get into his groove of his pattern. Yeah, I think yeah, I slowly that, picking it up a little bit more. I or I learned it a little bit better. I think. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, and then after I beat him, like yeah, of course. I died in the next section because I was critically low on HP and uh, other things and died to our new strong skeleton warrior dudes in the next section. And that's kind of feeling like, ah, fuck. But otherwise, I, I eventually recovered after like one other death. And then I went on to somewhere further and found a safe point. And I'm like, okay, I've made progress. I'm putting you down for now. I'll go back to you again another day. I'll be dead master. That's enough for tonight. That's enough. But All anyway. right. But anyway, that's it. That's everything. We're. And stuff that I have gotten, I can put pictures in the VC share, VC chat share real quick. Um, I got one. I like logs and loading whenever whenever you're done. Yep, all right. I got recently. I where is it? There it is. Right there. I ended up getting stray, and my brother gave me a little thing as well. You'll see the pictures there in a second when they load up. All right, all right, cool, cool. They cool. are loading right I... now. Oh. I got straight for PlayStation 4 because I haven't got a PlayStation 5 and I wanted to get it finally and I found a copy. And then this was a gift of a bone piranha plant like Super Mario Brothers uh, figure and all that. Oh, wow. So there we go. Yeah, Jack, That's my Jack stuff. Jack was, Jack's was, Jack's was hitting out, out, of, out of the park with these like budget Mario, Super Mario toys. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just like, you know, if you, if you got, if you want something, if you want a cheap, like, if you want a cheap, like, desk toy that you, that you can put on your, uh, you can put on your desk that, like, don't, like, break the bank. These, like, cost no more than $5. Yeah. These things are, these things are, these things are great. I have, I have a few of these. I think I have a few of these. I have a couple of Koopas and I have a couple of cheap cheaps around. Mm. And it's just like, these, these guys are so cool to have. It's like, they're, they're inexpensive and just, they're just cool. Cause it's Super Mario. It's Super Mario. Come on. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, that's that's pretty much everything. Ramsey's your turn, dude. I'm um, heading off to you. Go for okay. it. Okay. Obviously, obviously, I watched Wakanda Forever. Like we're in this later, but I also watched something else. I watched a One Piece film, Red. Before that, hey, mm. good shit. Um, 
here's the thing. I I haven't watched One Piece since. Um, this tells you how far back I haven't actually watched it. I have not watched One Piece since uh, Water Seven, so I'm like ten years behind. But that's oh, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. I, I, I that's what that's me like paying attention and actually like actively participating and act, actively watching the series. Oh yeah, absolutely. But overall, I know what's going on because I I see the I see the spoilers on, on on my Twitter. I see I read I can I always wiki dive for once in a while, so I have a general idea of what's going on in the series where they are at the moment. So it's like that's fine. Like, I'm not completely lost. Like I know I know what's I know everything that's going on, and, and I have I have a good I have a good idea of, like what's of, thing, of the new things that, that are happening. So going into the movie, like even if you even if you don't have that that, that, kind, of, that kind of experience, it's actually kind of an enjoyable movie. It's Oh, the music, man! The music by Ado, she she does she she like I don't, I, it's so hard to describe because it's so beautiful and so cool. Like there is no bad song that she that there is no bad song in that soundtrack, and she provides all of it. She provides all the songs in that in that um in that movie, um and she she nails it. And I I'm now a huge fan of Ado because like she does like I just fell in love with all the songs I just started and I just started going backwards and listening to all the other songs that she does like other stuff. She's kind of like a I want to say a VTuber, but she's like she does a lot of like internet only stuff and like she like she, she her, her I get that he's known but like she kind of like she would rather be like kind of like like let like an avatar do her talking for, for for the most part. So not quite a VTuber but like you know she, like you know she so she takes a lot of liberties with her with her with her personality and her and her looks in terms of like mm-hmm. how she presents herself. So uh, obviously, like like with uh, with One Piece, obviously like they you know, Oda designed the designed uh, Uta, her character in a very dis- in a very distinct, very very distinct way. Mm. And like whenever you see like whenever you like watch a video with her, it's like, she, like the character she would portray would be like very different from like the next. So, but it's so like but it's her music. It's just incredible, and I fell I fell in love with with like I fell in love with the music, and the movie is actually pretty good. Like you know it. It's for someone that's on the outside. It's gonna seem like a like the biggest fever dream in the world, but it's it, you get used to it after a while. It's it's actually it's actually pretty it's actually pretty it's actually pretty tame for like once once like, once you get through it once you once you kind of like understand like what's going on in the universe of One Piece. It's it starts it start things start to click into place. So right. overall, like um if like it's not like Dragon Ball fight uh, Dragon Ball Superheroes where like that we like I fell in love with that movie. This mm. one was a little bit more like you know. I I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it highly, but like if you if you ca- if you catch it on some like rare chance, like someone puts it on like on, on TV or something like that, mm. you're you're not going to be disappointed at all. Oh, it's actually yeah. pretty good. And like I said, even if you don't know about One Piece, you can get you can get through it for the most. Um, I watch my I I am watching a lot of it. Like like this is a, this has been my this season's been just been hitting with the bangers. Obviously, you mentioned Sobro um, Spy Family. I oh, yeah. absolutely love Spy Family. It it's is so good. I love it so much. I'm, I'm caught up with it right now, and because I because I, I I was I was just like you. I watched it. I watched it dubbed, but I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I I was watching it dubbed as a simulcast, and like I was like I was I just grew impatient. I started watching it in Japanese. And, oh, okay. And I, I just I just kept at it. Like I kept on watching it in Japanese, and I just fell in love. I like you know I fell in love with it even more. And like no 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 offense to the voice actors, they they do an amazing job, especially the actor who plays um Lloyd. I I really like his voice actor. He did he did an incredible job. But everybody else is everybody like I just I just cannot wait. I love I love Spy Family so so much. And like I'm not gonna say anything right now. 
Let's uh, see this space in 2023 for a big announcement concerning me and Spy Family. Oh, shoot. All right, and, cool. And that's all I gotta say. Just watch this space for in 2023. Like, like I already made one announcement for something I'm doing in 2023. This is this might be the other thing I'm gonna be announcing for 2023. And I, and, so, and, I, and I said to you before recently ish that uh, Rams, uh, Rams, dude, 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 careful you don't run to the burnout, dude. Careful you don't hit that that wall or something. I I promise you I won't. And trust me, when I, like I, I I have like trust me, like I, the people I'm like. More than anything, it's there's people I'm gonna be working with, and like, I'm excited to be working with those people. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I get you, I get you. But if so it's like, get it's like, a little bit out of hand, I might put the thing on and say, you never know, maybe space so, things okay. up, with, space things up for you a tiny bit, you know. Kind of okay, thing. here's the thing. Here's here's my here's my here's here's the thing. If I do like if eventually this like if any project that I'm gonna do in next year do like like I eventually go through burnout with it, you have more, you have free reign to tell say in every episode I told you so. You have free reign of saying that. Like, absolutely, I deserve it. That's that's how that's how far I'll go with with them. But like I said, Spy Family, I'm really I'm really happy. I'm really excited. It is like it like when we like I I'm not gonna spoil anything for something that we do later. But all I gotta say is, uh, Spy Family is my one of my top things of 2000. I cannot wait. For, I can I cannot wait for like and it's sad that like they're they're gonna end up in episode 24. But I I do hope like I do want like we are we definitely are do another season as well after that. Judging from where they are, because I am because I am reading the manga as well, so there is a lot more to that. So I do hope like we don't have to wait as long as it was from like the first season to the second season, or the first as as they would refer to it, the first court to the second court. So the, we're, so like when we get to court three, I hope hopefully we don't have to wait. The other anime I didn't, I finally got like I finally got caught up with with, with Chainsaw Man. I oh boy. That, that, that is, I, I, here's the thing. I'm not only not only am I watching the anime, not only am I watching anime, but I also been reading the manga. I actually sat down and I read all the chapters up to the current point of the manga. And it's one of those things where it's like, on one hand, like you know, it's it's so cool to see it's so cool to see what's going on, and you know, because like you know, just going back to going back and watching. But I'm also like, and there's a part of me. It's like I just want to see how they animate a few, how they animate some key moments. I'm not disappointed on how I'm not disappointed so far in like how they've been doing. I've been loving how they've been doing a lot of the, the my my some of my favorite moments because like a lot of my favorite moments are like early on, and they did one one particular moment I absolutely love perfectly. Um, and I, I don't I don't know if you guys are following it, but like there's at one point there's a character named Power, literally that is her name, Power, and they they pretty much put her they pretty much put her to, to pretty much put her to another character's house, Aki's, where also Denji the main character is also staying. And they pretty much, they pretty much like, like she's just, she's just being disruptive. She's being an absolute, like, she's being an absolute jerk. But knowing, knowing stuff later on, it's like it's the most funniest thing ever. So it's like seeing these, little, seeing all that stuff that she's doing is just the funniest thing ever. And the little, and things that we're seeing set up later, like that we're gonna see in like the next couple episodes, I cannot wait for it. So yeah, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it. And it's like Tuesdays are like my jam, where it's like I get to read the manga. After I'm done working out, because like that's because it usually comes out at eight o'clock in the morning sharp. I'm like after I do my workouts, I'm reading and like I'm reading the I'm reading the latest chapter, and then afterwards, like when I get home, I I get to watch I get to I get to watch the I get to watch the latest episode. So I'm really happy that so Tuesdays for me are like my best days. Like, but again, like if I if I if you're to make me if you're to make me choose between Spy Family and Chainsaw Man, unfortunately, I'm giving. Um, <laughs> I haven't been playing much. It's like. I, I, and this is gonna be so embarrassing. I've been playing a lot of Fortnite. 
And I think right. I, I have to. I told this before on the, on the show. It's like ever since that ever since that Dragon Ball thing, ever since those Dragon Ball things happened, like I just started playing it, and I've just been at it a lot. And because like you know, it's one of those quick. It's one of those games where it's like, okay, fine. I get to do my. I get to do a couple of daily things, do one or two matches, get my get my points, and like I'm done for the rest. Or I'm mm. done for the rest of the day. I don't have to like commit to myself. And um, and the thing is, right now it's like like a, like uh, for in terms of like anything else I've been playing. I've been playing Final Fantasy fourteen. Like I took a little break, but I take because I take freaking breaks. It's like that's so I am. But I know this week I know my friends. If you, I think you, you may know some of them. Uh, my friend mm-hmm. Stan and another friend Comey. They they've been there once who got me into it. So they oh sure. So they they've been so I've been playing Final Fantasy fourteen with them and, and um, I've been having a lot of fun. But like I said I, I'm not gonna commit myself to a like subscription just yet because like I know because the way I know how I play. It's very sporadically, so it's like I don't want to spend too much time. But like, and also I like playing with friends, and I know one of my friends that I play with that's outside that group is going to be available this week, and I get to. Play. I also so her and me we're, we're gonna like we're gonna we're gonna just do all of the, that stuff in Final Fantasy. Cannot hmm. wait! Cannot wait! Speaking yeah, of Final Fantasy fourteen, uh, sorry to interrupt. Um, that little thing that Maximilian retweeted of uh, how someone can well a certain. <laughs> person can get addicted and kind of possibly regret it might uh you know that be a thing if you remember that if you saw that that little no, moment but... tiffany lockhart a friend of maximilian dude uh no I, this is news to me uh she's been basically mega obsessed with fan credit and max was like you know i kind of told you i kind of told you so and it's kind of like this little jokey thing of like her being mopey sad like with the black and white little image thing at the end and it's like yeah all I would say is go to go to Max's uh, little um, Twitter space or something like that, and you could probably find that little retweeted uh, funny, you know, vid he made for Tiffany because, right. like, he was like, "I told you so. I told you you'd get really addicted to it," and she's kind of feeling kind of mopey about shit because you know things happen. So, you know, yeah, like, Final fourteen. That can that that's how things can go. So. Yeah, and then like. Next week, because we're not recording a show, I do know for a fact that they are going to be doing. I know for a fact Monster Hunter gets the next title update, and I can wait. That means I get. To, that means I get to play more Monster Hunter again, and more Monster Hunter is always great in my book. Just thumbs up all the way, one thousand percent. Ramses, how? Actually, wait. How are you doing that? How are you juggling between Monster Hunter and Final Fantasy fourteen sometimes? How? Well, again, I don't play that much Final Fantasy fourteen, and I don't play that much. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like if anything, I, I if anything, I clock in at least like in terms of Fortnite, I clock in like thirty minutes a day. If okay. you want Final Fantasy, I think I clock in like at least five hours a week. And for Monster Hunter, I clock in like also the same like five six hours. Unless there's a title update, then it's like up to like forty hours. I'll do I'll do a clean forty hours just to get like everything and try out all the new stuff and see all the new balancing stuff and whatnot. And then always there's always gonna be someone like, oh my god, I got the game. Please help me out on this mission. And I'm like, fine, let's go. Let me let me hold your hand and let and just stand behind me and play the guy that you don't go any further with this guy because this guy will kill you in one hit. That's kind of it's kind of one of those things of like this is relatable, like why I kind of like largely put Animal Crossing down. Like I don't play as much as I used to do because sometimes it's like I can't do like little two or three hour little bits of of, a, of an evening of a day to Animal Crossing like I used to do kind of thing. You know. That's why with Animal Crossing, the idea with Animal Crossing was that you were supposed to play that game like at least thirty minutes a day, and that's how yeah. that's. That's how that's that's the, the ideally what they were what, the ideal way you're supposed to be playing Animal Crossing is 30 minutes to an hour and you know visit your friends like at least once a week, not every day or anything like that. I think that's what caused a lot of burnout because a lot because well, 
pandemic happened. We didn't. No one. No one we didn't much to do. Yeah, and it was one of those ideal games, kind of for a lot of people at that point. At that point in time, yeah. So, like, yeah, it makes sense that that they did that. That you know, you had nothing else to do. Fine. This is the only social interaction you're gonna get. But you know, ideally, the ideal situation is that you're supposed to play well, Animal Crossing at least once a day for like thirty or so minutes, and we'll leave it alone afterwards. It's just something yep. you just do for like just like on a, it's something you do on the train ride or on the bus ride or on your break or whatever. And just put it down when you're done. That was, that was that's the original intention. You're not supposed to be playing that game for like eight, nine, twenty hours. Monster Hunter, on the other hand, is designed for like it is designed to be like one of those like a social type of thing where it's like you get to play, you get to, like you play that game and you be very sociable and you gotta like play and you gotta play as a team. So that's that's something right. that, that that's something that's encouraged. You're more encouraged to do play longer longer links. Animal Crossing, yeah. not so much. Yep. <laughs> um. I don't remember what else because I knew this was I watched something else. I didn't remember if I did or didn't. But mm. I wanted I I wanted to watch um I wanted to watch a movie, but I just I just, like I, I just I guess I just forgot. But I did order one thing and it finally came in today and I was really happy I finally got this. It's gonna be on the VC chat right there, VC share chat. I finally picked up a Masters of the Universe Origins 2000 X He-Man and 2000 X Skeletor. Oh, nice. Hmm. Because like you know what, what I like is that they're amping up everything for them to do the statement the statements um series next year for this for this particular series. So right. of course they're gonna of course they're gonna, what they're doing is that they're introducing the 2000x like stuff that from the from the 2000s into this into this current series. Because like before it was done as like a as a throwback to the original series, but now that they're like okay we kind of we kind of have to like this exploded in our faces and now we have to like do more than we were expecting. Now right. or now we have to like go beyond. Just the original series, so now we're now we're seeing designs and we're seeing toys and we're seeing stuff from from like the 2000 X and stuff like that. And this is this is one of them. And I'm, and I don't know what's going on in San Diego, man. I don't know what's going on where it's like you can't find any of these guys at all. Mm, and oh, I, I had to, I had to I had to order them from Amazon. Like I don't mind because I pay for, I pay for Prime because like you know. Uh, Masters of the Universe stuff hit by Scalfer sometimes or what? Yes, it does. Yes, it does highly, mm. especially okay. with. Um, okay. Especially if it's like a wave that came out that's out earlier than, than others, or like a, like like or for example for example right now in there's there's two lines right now that's going on tangent that, that's going on at the same time with Masters. There's Origins, which is this one. Origins yeah. is the homage to the there's a throwback to the original like 19, 1981 ones. They're the same mm-hmm. size and everything, just with modern articulation. I then it's the part and those are the ones I collect the most because like they're affordable. And they they're just great. They're great to have. And also the other thing I love about these guys is like they're highly customizable. Like you can you can tear their their arms, or you can tear their feet, you can customize them to like do whatever you want with them. Oh yeah, wait a minute. Um is Origins the line no maybe it's the other one, I don't know. You probably know better. I once saw the Toy Store once and I even mentioned it on the episode, but now I've um I've never seen it since. There was once one place that had the the dark um black colored anti Antonio He Man once. Yes. That is that is from Origins. That is Origins. Origins. Okay, yeah, right, right. right. Mm -hmm. That is definitely an Origins figure. So, but and then the other line that I think that's a little bit more the collector's orientated line because this is supposed to be for kids, but obviously adults win for you. But the one that that every that one that that's supposed to be for adults, the the, the seven inch ones, uh, is Masterverse, and that Mm -hmm. one's more in line with stuff like okay, there's there's stuff from Masters of the Universe or um, Revelations. There's reimagined stuff in what they call Masters of the Universe t- um, New Eternia, which takes like concept designs and they make new characters from those designs. Um, what they're doing now, what they're doing now, is they have a 40th anniversary He-Man, and they're bringing in Princess of Power stuff as well. 
Because apparently they realized, oh, wow. oh shit, we, we can actually put in Shira stuff. Not too much stuff, but we can do more Shira stuff. And what and so right, so that stuff is that's that stuff that stuff right now is being more highly coveted right now. Mm-hmm. While uh, while we're still like dealing with like stuff from like the like well what's the, the beginning of like 2022. And I'm like, can I not get it? Like I already got my 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 buzz off, I already got I already got jitsu. I don't I already got the sources. Can I please get someone else? Where is Sun Man? I've not seen Sun Man since ever. <laughs> so like what? Yeah, they're making me no, they're not making me wait, they're making me impatient because like whenever I get there, it's like they're gone and I'm, I'm left with like nothing else. I'm just leveling my thumb on my butt, like wondering like where is everything? And it's just like that's but then like but, but then this this came on this came on sale at on Amazon because like they were like I think eight dollars each. I'm like, yeah, but let's go. Let's mm-hmm. And I like I said, I I like I have so many of these guys right now, it's not even funny. I think like I I'm like I missed out on two particular ways, but the way I've been hearing rumors of what they're gonna be doing is that because like they already re- they're reissuing some of the older waves, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping they can get to the waves that didn't really did, do that well, which is those waves I'm looking for, which is like wave four and five. And I'm hoping that I can get those because like there's some there like Fisto, um, Fisto, uh, um, like the original design, uh, original designed Merman, uh, Web Store, Stinkor. I was like, I need those guys. Damn it, poor Trooper. I need all those guys because, like, right now the aftermarket is like fifty dollars. I'm not paying. No, no. Like, maybe, like, definitely fifteen, maybe twenty, twenty-five. Now we're now we're, that's kind of stretching it. Thirty. That's thirty and beyond. That's it. You know, you're not gonna get a sale off of me. But it's like, no. And it's it's only our fifty. Like, no, we're not doing this. We're not doing any of this at all. We're not. We're not. I'm not playing any of this. And I, what? You're not getting roped in. I see you. I see you. Yeah. And that's about it for me. Like, you know, I have like I haven't been doing much, but it's like a lot of it has been a lot concentrated on like different like very specific things. It's because mm-hmm. also too I'm like doing dealings on behind the scenes on like stuff on this show. Um and I, I guess I can I guess I can tell you uh, the first thing I did is I'm doing a show based on Sailor Moon called Sailor Moon Says. It's a podcast about the Deke era of Sailor Moon. That's gonna oh, be yeah. happening in 2023, but I'm like right now I'm gonna do like a preview episode for hopefully by the end of this month. All and right. then 2023, we, we actually get like a we actually get we do our, we do a proper rep. But um I'm I'm doing stuff with that. Um I'm doing stuff with like stuff with Saint Seiya Possible Cast because well I just been in contact with a lot of people, uh, fan creators who wanna get their wanna get their stuff on on the show and like do it man. Like, so uh, yeah, so it's like that's about it for me. Is there anything else that you guys want to bring up before we go into our next topic? Oh, uh, no, if there's nothing else that I can think of that's important or anything else that needs to be brought up, really. So now I'm good too. Yeah. Same. All righty, then let's let's go on to our main topic. Then let's talk about um, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. So, hmm? um, where do we start with this? Why, should we just should we just talk about the one? So we just talk about like uh, Chadwick Boseman for a bit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if that's what um, we want to start with, yeah, go ahead. I mean, if that's, if that's what we want to do. Yeah, let's, let's just start off because I think a lot of people are wondering like what what they did, and uh, I, I'm not gonna spoil the entire thing of the movie, but mm-hmm. I do want to just bring up the fact that it's like you know if you're wondering like if they're gonna do something like because like movies of the late, especially Disney movies, they've been doing kind of like this thing where it's just, like they, they like to like CGI things into it, like, yeah, like CGI, sure. and it's just like thank God they didn't do that at all. Thank fucking christ they did not do they did not go that route at all any any footage that they put in the in the movie it's all it was stuff from the previous movies and i appreciate yeah. that mm-hmm. so yeah. much that they that they did that because 
I think that like if I think if they would have they would have there was one CGI like Chadwick Boseman I would have like left that and not just that but we, like I'm gonna play my card right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's one thing that Ryan Coogler knows mm-hmm. is that he knows how to how to, how, how he knows perfectly to play with your emotions. He knows the right way. He knows exactly what kind of emotions you should be feeling at the time. Yeah, and. I find that, and like, I'm pretty sure he realized that, like, early on, like, if he if he put something like that, like CGI side of that that would that would deflate everything, and that would like defeat the purpose of everything. Yeah, he's so been respectful to his to his to his memory as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so it's, it's so I I do appreciate on on a, on respect of like to not not do that for for the actor's sake, but also on the sake of like filmmaking. It would have it would have been it would have made it. I think it, like scenes it would have been very cheap, and it would no the impact would have not been as powerful. Without without showing it, and yeah, I thought I thought it was I thought it was a brilliant idea overall. But uh, Sobro, your your initial thoughts with with the passing of Chadwick Boseman and like how the way they treated him in the movie? Wow, um, well, Chad, um, just learning of his passing was such a surreal experience, man. No one believed that he was gone, at least for the first hour or so. I remember, I was I I, I want to say it was Saturday. Or it was a Friday. I forget which. I know I was off. I wasn't working uh, when I found out. I got a, tw- a text or a tweet or something letting me know he passed. And I thought it was a joke. I was waiting for the the TMZ um, posting to find out that he was he was either okay or or that it really happened. And to find out when it really happened, it made sense. Leading up to his passing, he had released a video um, talking about something. I forget what it was. Just a few weeks prior, and he looked insanely skinny. Um, we th- a lot of us thought he was uh, preparing for an upcoming role where, you know, kind of like what Matthew McConaughey did for Dallas Buyers Club, where he kind of uh, emaciated himself um, for that. Well, not Matthew. Um, was it Matthew McConaughey? I believe it yeah. was. Yeah, he did that. Um, but he made him so- he just emaciated himself in order to 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 fit into a role that he had going on or what Christian Bell did for the mechanic. Um, but turned out that, no, he was been suffering for a long time from terminal cancer and uh eventually got the best of him and just to absorb the grief and, and, and to 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 i mean i i i i get pretty emotional when an actor or a musician passes that had great impact on my life you know this is the same that uh i did for um kevin conroy when he passed i cried um you know when fife passed from a tribe called quest I cried. You know, uh, my wife and I will have this conversation. She'll she'll love like certain ones, but I, I know some people who just don't like don't get that emotional because it's like I don't know the person per- personally. But for me, I feel like I do. And when Chadwick Boseman died, I felt like I lost a friend. Um, I enjoyed his movies. I love Get On Up, uh, Forty Two. Um, uh, another one. Um, he did one. Um, based on the life of the early life of uh, oh, what's it called? Um. Thurgood Marshall, which is a good movie. Him and Josh Gad, uh, which was wild to see Josh Gad have so many kind things to say about him because they both co-starred in that movie. A lot of people did, man. There's really, rarely, if no, uh, just like with um, Kevin Gomroy, no one had anything bad th- to say about him. Uh, it made me think back to an interview that he had, and you guys can look this up um, uh, when in your free time, but uh, Sway in the Morning had a panel at the Sirius... Uh, FM studios um, for Black Panther, the original Black Panther. Um, and when they did, uh, it was Chadwick Boseman, um, uh, Lupita Nyong'o, 
um i want to say uh Denai guerrera and uh several other actors that are in the movie on the stage and chad had talked about um working with i want to say it was the make, make a wish foundation uh mm. working with the kids for that and those a lot of those kids were terminally ill with cancer and he brought up uh one particular person in in in, in particular uh that was uh, was in late stages of cancer who wanted to meet him um and he went to go see them and he got real emotional about it at the time none of us knew he was fighting the same fight because he kept it quiet and i always go back and i look at that it's like just look look at what he's dealing with man it's so crazy that it under wraps man god bless him dude it's 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 wild so it, it needless to say it was it was a lot to deal with with his passing specifically because he was so young and had so much promise and still had movies to come out after he died like um uh, uh ma rainey's black bottom which came out on netflix a couple months after his passing really good movie too um but going and seeing this movie and seeing the tributes that are in the film the whole movie's a tribute to him um i gotta commend yeah. ryan googler because they 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 went and took the hardest road which is to not recast him, which I was behind the recast movement up until I saw this movie. It's like, man, I, 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 in my mind, I would think that since Chad Chadwick Boseman was an actor, he'd want to, um, you know, the show must go on is a, is a famous saying in the acting community. So when someone dies, you know, uh, actors get replaced with uh, other actors. And I thought that why kill the character when, you know, another actor could come up and do that character justice Chadwick Boseman had plenty of friends who want to step up to the to the plate um and, and 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 rock that character. But at the same time, we were still mourning his loss. And and to just quickly cast him would to cast would be to toss him aside, right? As if mm -hmm. you know he was just being replaced. And uh, I get what Ryan Coogler aimed to do once I sat down and saw the movie. When I sat down and saw the movie, when you had that moment where it just went dead silence and they showed the Marvel logo and they showed the montage. Of Chadwick Boseman within the Marvel logo that rocked the shit out of me. But before that, the scene where Shuri's desperately trying to uh, replicate the heart-shaped herb in order to be able to uh, save Chad, uh, sorry, save uh, Chitala's life um, from dying from whatever mysterious disease the character was dying from, and not being able to succeed at that—that's such a heart-wrenching moment because it makes you relive how you felt when you found out that Chadwick Boseman died of cancer. And you, it washes over you, and it's so wild. I know some people absolutely hate that scene, but for me, it's it's cathartic almost because it makes you realize how why how much you loved not only this character but the actor that played him, man, and how much of a how much of a um uh of uh, 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 uh how much you miss him throughout this film. There's it, there's a vacuum of of him not being there in a sense. It doesn't make the film any less entertaining or are um are worth watching it's just that you feel the loss of him throughout the entire film it's an yeah. extremely hard thing to do i don't think i've experienced this since peter sellers died uh and i don't i can't remember which pink panther movie it was that he died during the filming of but you watch it and you can tell uh because they have a body double and they tried to kind of restructure the film to make it work without him but peter sellers was a beloved um a uh, comedic actor that died during the filming of one of the Peter, um, one of the Pink Panther sequels. Um, I'm sure there's other actors, but usually they'll replace them or they'll just end the series that they're in. 
But for this one, the show did go on and it decided to carry on without him, but acknowledge uh, Chadwick at the same time. And the cast, they bring it, man. They all bring it. Um, whether it be uh, Angela Bassett, who has, I hope she wins the Oscar for the role uh, that she uh, that she plays here with uh, uh, Queen Ramunda. Queen Ramunda is, is such a, she's my queen, damn it. <laughs> that's all i know she's she's definitely my queen man um i i i was spellbound anytime she had a monologue in that movie she absolutely um captures your attention and she um what was especially, that we we're gonna say i was gonna say especially something especially the, the, this particular scene it, it's in the trailer but it happens like not like it happens like midway through it's it just it's just one of the most like you can tell she like she she channeled she channeled her inner like emotions like whatever whatever emotions she had she channeled very well in this in this one particular scene i know and we know what scene we're gonna talk about when we get to that yeah yeah she did um matter of fact she hurt she uh, forced her dialect coach uh during that scene to make sure that she wasn't slipping out of the dialect because she got so emotional during that scene they had to do it several takes of it because she she really got into how she felt about um her her mourning of chadwick and and the loss of him like this is movie you could feel the vibe when you go in and i know there might be a turnoff for some but if you it, it, i know people who actively avoid funerals actively avoid i don't think my wife's ever been the one she tried to go to one uh one time and didn't make it because her plane transfer uh got uh, got withheld so she just flew back home but um she just doesn't care to go i've been to more funerals than i can count so you know, for me, it's uh, it's it's not another day at the office, but I, I know the protocol and I, I know the state of mind um, it takes to go to one and have to uh, and 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 how, how you how you move during it and I, what what emotions flow through you. So I'm not strange to that, but a lot of times people have a hard time processing their grief, and this movie helps a lot to do that. Um, there's people who went to go see this movie who lost loved ones who went to see this and it helped them deal with that as well. But this movie like carries that tone. It, it it is it's such a hard thing to do, but they pull it off amazingly. It doesn't mean that it's the best of the MCU movies because it's not. I still think Black Panther is a better film because I the tone in that movie is more joyous than this. So that's mm -hmm. usually how I run. But this is a great companion piece and one I will turn to from time to time, especially if I'm feeling a certain way. Um, but my initial thoughts is that. It was it it was it was a it was a gripping film with a lot that went on. It may be a little long, but at the same time, I didn't mind it because I loved being back in Wakanda and being back in that world and being back with these people. So <laughs> even though they they launched off a bunch of Disney Plus shows and possibly another movie with this movie, I didn't mind the the side quests that were in this film as much as maybe some other people did because I didn't want it to end um and eventually it did and then you have to deal with the fact that it's over and um that that you know you may never get this experience again but uh, i'm gonna toss it back to y'all to give y'all initial thoughts and uh thank you for letting me speak no that's fine um rob any any initial thoughts on the passing of charlie Bosman and how yeah, okay uh, okay i'll just keep this short and simpler for, in, in ways that i can do that when i think about it that yeah because silver already hit a lot of those points out the out of the park already, but um, like thinking of you know 
yeah, the whole approach to this movie, like this is you can tell that they just wanted to honor his memory a lot and everything. They didn't recast or anything and like you know, it all makes sense that they've worked it into the story and all this kind of deal and the different opening for the Marvel, like little flash screen, little, little, little images and that kind of deal that you see on the start of every movie where it's usually all the other various heroes or such contained within the universe or something. But this time it was all focused on Chadwick and that kind of deal instead. Yeah, like they've done just so much to just make you remember or feel for him and feel for his passing and all that stuff. And just they channel that into like the movie itself as being related. Well, because it's like... Sometimes you can recast characters in in like movies and all that stuff, especially we've seen that in Marvel in one two small instances. But like, it's so hard to like probably think about even the for that or like too soon and replicate that and like find someone else to replace. Absolutely, Cadwick and uh, you know as a Black Panther and all that. Either way, it's just way too hard to do and like and all that kind of deals. Just yeah, I got it. And just yeah, it was just I appreciated like every single little bit that they did because there was some really great little touches they added all up throughout this movie and just people trying to move forward from their grief or processing their feelings and everything and all this kind of deal at the end of the day. So, yeah. Anyway, Absolutely. there we go. Remedies. <sighs> Look, I, I, I'm going to just... When Black Panther 1 came out, mm -hmm. um, Black Panther 1 came out in 2016, I believe? Yeah, uh, yeah I believe so. I believe so. Or 2017. And I was going to say, when was the first Civil War? I mean... Captain America yeah, Civil War Two. Civil yeah. War sixteen. Uh, Black Panther, I believe, was two thousand seventeen. I'll get a. I'll get a. Oh, two thousand eighteen. Okay. It was two thousand eighteen. Okay. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it came out at a weird time. It came out in a time like literally a week after after we I came after two like two weeks after my dad's passing and a week after my after his funeral oh, and. <laughs> Um, and I watched it because I, I encouraged my family because like they like they knew that I was not doing well at all. I was not like even afterwards. I just was not. Uh, no, I was not well. Um, I, I wasn't just well at all afterwards emotionally. So like they thought like maybe going to the movies might cheer might cheer, might cheer me up. So they spared me a couple of dollars to go to the movies and like went and I went to see Black Panther. And that movie hit me in a very different way than than than, it, than I didn't think it should. In a way that um, T'Challa, T'Challa's character was was dealing with the with the aftermath of Civil War, yeah, where absolutely. his dad, where his dad had passed away during it, and it's the struggles of him going through the grieving process and him trying to like carry the carry the, the king of Wakanda on his shoulders afterwards. Yeah. And you know, that's not to say that I went through the exact same thing. But going through the process of just like having to like move on and having to like do all this stuff after after passing was just was it hit me kind of a different way. And at the time, it it kind of numbed me in a way where it's just like I wasn't feeling I wasn't sad, but I was more like I didn't know what to think of it at the time because I was just like I I was I was so emotionally shell shocked from the passing. Okay. And you know, and and you know, I just sat and then I came back when I came back home, I just. I just stared at the wall for a few hours and it just started like just I think I just things just went numb. And then two weeks later I, I got an opportunity to watch it again. And I figured like okay, maybe I already got I, it was maybe maybe it was still a little bit too early for me to go to the movies a while. Maybe it was maybe it's maybe I should have given it like another couple of weeks for me to like process it. Mm -hmm. And that's when that's when it started clicking the movie a little bit more in an emotional level where 
I saw the I saw the struggles with T'Challa and the struggle. So I saw I saw I started it started clicking on me, and I, I learned to appreciate the movie not from the perspective that I think it was intended, but I think I think from my emotional standpoint when where I was in life, it was a comforting movie. It was like it was a comforting movie for me to watch. Really, kind of like not it didn't bring me closure, but it, mm-hmm. it gave me understanding of like what was going on in my life at the time, and I. And I'm forever grateful to Ryan Coogler. I doubt he's listening to a, to the show, but if he like if he ever does stumble upon it, I'm eternally grateful for for what he did with 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 that movie at a time when I needed something like that to like push me forward when I needed it. And when and this movie when it came out and the like and the way they handled it, and, and I was always I was sad because like I was sad with Chadwick Boseman because like there was so much potential in him. There was just so yeah. much. In, there was so much potential. In, it's like. He could have been. He, he could have been like the next Denzel Washington, just like the the great. Yes. The, he he was. He could have had all these great amazing movies, but it was it was taken away from us, and we never got to see any of those amazing movies that he had that he could have had. Yeah. And I wish I could have seen a lot of those movies that he that he that he didn't. Make. And the movie, but the movies that we did that he was on, like that, that every movie he's been in, have been have been have been great. Like I don't think there's been he's been, he's done a bad movie. Like you know, said like like I don't think he made a bad a bad movie in his time on this. So um, so when it came so when it came down to watching this movie, it's like I'm like it's it's weird. You don't really when it comes to like passing and death, you don't really you don't really move on from it. You just kind of yeah. adapt from it, and you just just kind of like you just you don't you just kind of adapt. And slowly, yeah, very slowly, yeah. Yeah, you just kind of adapt, and but you know, you always keep it in mind, and especially in the Mexican culture, we don't ever like dwell on, we don't ever dwell on the bad things. We always dwell on the positive. We always, it's always a celebration, mm-hmm. and that's and that's just one of the things that, like, at, at first I kind of made fun of it, but like it made sense after my dad's passing. Like, why, why we never, like, we were never, why we never have to be sad. It's always gonna be a celebration. It's always gonna be a celebration. I understood what what it all meant now, and this movie, like. On one level, I it made me appreciate like well, it made me miss a lot of Chadwick Boseman, but it made me also miss my father a lot. And I guess that 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 that's kind of impact that that um, Ryan Coogler had, where he was able to not only conjure up an image, not only was he able to make a loving tribute for a friend and a colleague, and a colleague and a coworker, and someone that's and what someone that an incredible an incredible talent, but also find a way to emotionally connect you to to something deep within you that. You know, you that it just connects to you that 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 ten, that's not directly connected to what's on the screen, but you feel something from it that's reminded of you of something, Sorry. and that's I think one of the, I think that's one of the most beautiful things about this. Movie. Um, I think like I I, I I'm I'm with you, sober. I think I still like the first one a lot more. I think there's a lot more I, I like I like there's a lot more snappy, a lot more things going on. And but I think when it came to the stuff, like when it came to a lot of the stuff with uh, with the actual movie itself, with when they, like Chadwick Boseman, and like it, it, it not not only was I reminded of him and, and such an incredible talent, but also uh, just missing someone I love dearly. It was just it was just very difficult. And I told my sister this, and she went to see the movie, and they went. She took her she took her niece. They took my niece and nephew, and they said the same thing as well. Where they 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 miss my they miss dad. They miss their they miss their they miss their grandfather, and you know. And and there's a there was a there's some of the lines that they say what concerning like concerning like moving on and stuff like that and concerning like like keeping the memory safe it 
took me in a different way than than like it's just like I think what what would person what would, would interpret it as like moving on from like the character and just honoring the character. I interpreted it as moving on and honoring the honoring my father and honoring his life. So my well, condolences to you and your family, man. I if, I'm 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 sorry you had to. I'm sorry you went through that. I I I'm unfortunate enough. I haven't gone through that yet, but it's inevitable. Uh, for yeah, it will me. happen. To so. Yeah, and I, I do time. not look forward to that day, and I have an immense respect for anybody who's been through that. So, um, if this if that this and the first movie helped you work through those feelings, or or, or just a, allow you to appreciate the um, the the influence that 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 your loved ones had in your life that you've lost, you know, that's that's or, or helped you cope with uh, processing through this. You know, that's 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 a great. Um, it's a great asset that this movie brings to people's lives. So, um, and the original Black Panther too. It's easy to forget that T'Challa was dealing with loss in that film, based off of, based off of the events of Civil War. So, yep. um, both movies deal with some of the same themes. So, it's a, it is a, that's it's a, that's a great thing you pointed out there. Yeah, there's, there's even some MCU movies that are kind of done or touched on this level as well. Like, if you, if you think about. The first Doctor Strange as well. That one's a bit sad as well for, for points as well in, in regards to that one. And then also similarly the latest uh, Thor: Love and Thunder as well, with what happens to a certain character in that. Yeah, yeah. as well, she's going through right. a very similar struggle of things that you know yes. don't don't end well. And I'm not going to spoil that because I'll leave that before as it, is, as it stands in case. But yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So my, the totals are my initial thoughts with um with with the movie, and so, especially since like that's the, that's the first thing we get to see in the movie was his unfortunate passing. So it like all this stuff, like all, all this stuff, like surrounding it was, was was very 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 heavy. But it's but it's not. But you know, if for those of you who are wondering, don't interpret it as a sad thing. On like think about it as this was very cathartic. It was very yeah. loving. If you Absolutely. take it. In, it, if you if you look at it from my perspective, oh, oh, like it's not it's not it's not about like being sad, but but honoring and loving his loving someone's life, then you you going to really appreciate this movie for what it's trying. And well, I um, well nowadays I kind of will agree on on them. That maybe maybe they should have recasted them. I think I don't think they would have to see. No, uh, this movie and, fails to, fails to impact the way it does uh, if they recast the character. Um, yeah. And, uh, and one of the things I was gonna to say too was just like, um, and going back to something I said, like when private it was like, if there's one thing Ryan Coogler knows how to what to do is he knows how to get you to feel the right emotion that when yeah. you, when you need it. And Fruitvale Station, it, um, also uh, even Creed, Creed has say, a, a, quite a few emotional moments in that, and of course the two Black Panther movies. I'm gonna say Creed, especially when you when you get when you get with when we get to Rocky doing going to chemotherapy, it's like you, it's really powerful what he, what, what, how he frames it and how they how they how he does everything it's so beautiful and it carries over to these movies as well and i'm pretty sure any other movie he, as well it, that he does it, it's gonna invoke an emotion from you and i that's kind of emotion that i i that's the kind of thing i want in movie. it then invokes a positive like feeling from, from someone so let's um you know i know so i know this is a very heavy topic we just went through sure one but what, what, let's let's try to lighten it up a bit. Let's talk a little bit more about the our. Let's talk about our main antagonist in this movie, Namor. Yes, let's, let's talk about um, this guy, man. Let's, 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 let's talk about old Twinkle Toes himself. You got any, you got any thoughts on Twinkle? You got thoughts on Twinkle? Toes. Yo, the FTD guy. 
come to deliver you flowers and pain. <laughs> exactly. But uh, any thoughts? Any, any thoughts oh. on any thoughts on Namor um, Sobro? Let me tell you something, man. I, I, I correct me if I'm saying this. Tanak Hureta, uh, the actor that plays him, I probably messed his name up. Yo, man. There you go. That's the talk right there. Um, he is the shit, man. I didn't think you could make a, a compelling villain like um like 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 uh Killmonger, but they did it again, man. Something about Brian Coogler and his two movies have had some of the best antagonists in the MCU. Uh, I do look at Namor more as an antagonist than a villain. He has some some solid reasoning for what he's doing. I just don't like the fact that he's doing it against Wakanda, which would make sense to be an ally, but he's taking an aggressive stance. Reasonably so, because they revealed themselves to the world and the fact that they have vibranium deposits, and now the world's going crazy trying to find vibranium, and it's dragging them into this whole situation. But here's the thing. The U.S. already knew Vibranium existed. They just didn't know how much was on the planet. So it was going to be a, a matter of time before they found out. And they were going to they're going to do what they do. And it's not just the U.S. It's also France and other nations. Yep. On, as, on we say, as we see, as we see, France trying to play their shady shit card. Yeah. So exactly. They're in a it's an arms race to get as much as possible. And there's only two places you can get it. And one is uh, Wakanda and the other one is uh, Talakon. So, uh. Yeah, man, it's it's gonna be a knockout, drag out fight, and they're not gonna stop. Um, so eventually, the, uh, Namor's people are gonna have to come out in the open. But uh, the stances he takes, man, you can agree with some of them because you've seen colonialism and and manifest destiny fuck up the lives of a lot of natives uh, mm -hmm. throughout time. And oh, you know, it's like you can feel it, man. Yeah, and what, this is what, what, mm. what's painful about this movie is that you see two marginalized people going at it against each other, and that's a story as old as time. You manipulate um, two, mon two, two, two minorities to hate and despise each other and to fight against each other and then go in and pillage the scraps after everything is done. And maybe there's some forces at play that might be manipulating both sides on this. And I'm so glad it, it, it eventually in the end an armistice is, is reached, but before that, you don't want to see either side fight each other because they have a lot to protect and i love wakanda you know it's a place that i wish existed you know i live near atlanta so you know that's as close as i'm gonna get <laughs> but um wakanda getting raided and attacked by him you know i got angry it's like yo what the f, f are you doing bro it's like i get you trying to and of course it results in the death of one of my favorite characters in this whole series mm. you know I, that, that straight up upset me it's like yo you disrespected the queen and then you get her killed? Yo, man, this ain't cool. This ain't cool yeah. at all. Mm -hmm. But as a character, man, he was compelling. He was. Uh, one of the best moments in the movie, and I've heard some people call this boring, but I loved it when him and Shuri went to Talokan. Um, oh, yeah. And she got, she got, they got to see that place. And props to Ryan Coogler. He gave Warner Brothers props about them doing the hard work for Aquaman first. Because them doing Aquaman gave them a lot of insight on, A, they didn't want to repeat what they did for Aquaman, so they went a different angle, but also the technology involved in making that movie was extensive. So they, I, I know Ryan Coogler and some of the people behind the scenes uh, of Black Panther 2 did give them their flowers when it came to what they managed to accomplish with that film and how much some of that actually attributed to how they approached with uh with Namor and Talokan in this film. 
So that's what's up. They made that place look amazing. Uh, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I know a lot of people don't like the fact that Namor is not so much like his comic book counterpart, the way he looks uh, and the way he is. But there's a lot of Namor inside of him. To me, it's a nice reconstruction of the character and makes him even more unique than he was. Because why would you want to do what another movie studio was successful at doing? I, I see what Marvel was faced with. And they're faced with, oh, you just got another copy of Aquaman. You guys are just riding off the tails of Aquaman. It's like, no, we got to do, do this different. They beat us to the punch, even though I believe... Um, I believe that uh, Namor Hulk comes came first, first in the, the comics. Book, yeah, exactly. I've heard someone else books, say that. Yeah, but mm -hmm. but WB was first to the movie theater with Aquaman. So and since Aquaman was in the recent memory, they had no other choice but to give this character more of an identity outside of what the comic book had, and they went the best route, which is to go and dive into um, the um, uh, dive into the. I, I don't want to say Mayan culture. They do dove into that, and they they dove into. The history of their exploitation mm. all that shit and kind of made them a mirror image of wakanda which is awesome i think that was the best way they they could do that with this character and give him agency which they definitely did um and you empathize with him but you also know he's an asshole and mm. you want to see him get checked so that way he also realizes that violence is not the first step you should make um, his first mistake was threatening Wakanda in the first fucking place, but I like the fact that the show, the movie takes you on a journey, um, uh, where he also learns and he also realizes that sometimes diplomacy might be the best angle and you have to compromise, which he's never had to do since he's been in charge of Talcan. And now it's like, if I'm going to work hand in hand with, with these guys, we got to be there for each other and we got to make sure that, um, that we also accept our differences. So I love this whole arc. I thought it was fantastic, but uh, I'll let you guys talk about that too, man. Uh, fantastic character. I, I can't wait to see more of him, especially in Fantastic Four, where he hits on Sue Storm. Can't wait. Oh <laughs> <laughs> man, it's gonna be a mess. Um, um, your thoughts on your, your thoughts on on Twinkletoes himself? Okay, okay, okay. First off, um, when it comes to Namor, or as he calls himself in, as at least the actor refers himself as. No more, but you know, either way, whatever. Um, oh man, uh, great recontextualizing of his name, by the way. Yeah, I love yeah, that story. Not, not, I love it. Not, not everybody liked that, but I loved it. I'm not a native Spanish speaker, so I can't really. Some people it sounds corny, and to some other people, it's like, yo, this is the shit, good stuff. But go ahead, Rob. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's fine, it's fine. And actually, I kind of appreciated that as like they kind of put a little something to his name, and some of them would be kind of applicable. But um, yeah, so that's fine. And Randy, my, we'll probably touch on that more in just a moment. Um, with Na with Namor, either way, like I feel so 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 conflicted when I look at him because he is such a a, a being that's like lived this whole life that it's like he's different than even his own people because his own people, the origins, and them going to the sea and everything. But then. You know what has his his experience with the surface world been? It's not been good because of situations that have happened up there since like any of his people returned to the surface or tried to. And what does he encounter? He encounters uh, asshole Spanish, you know, colonialists and all this kind of and slavery. Yeah, man. Uh -huh. And it's like it's like it's like you know this whole thing is like who's curious that? It's like oh my god, no, 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 no. 
oh my god, you idiots, you've said the wrong shit completely and utterly, and just, you know. Oops. And like, yeah, 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 like, it's just one of these whole, this is one of those big whole periods in the world, like, between the Spanish, and sometimes the Portuguese too, but more so the Spanish, when they were exploring the world and doing shit and all this kind of it, and even the British to some extent as well in some places. This is some, unfortunately some of the bad shit that happened also when they would find new places and take places and mm-hmm. exploit the lands and the people and all this kind of thing. Unfortunately, thankfully over years, you know, things have been slowly mended, but there's still a lot of things that are like trying to be repaired over time between, you know, peoples and all that kind of stuff, basically, to keep that simple. And like, mm-hmm. his, his approach, like, I, I get it. I get why he's, he's, he's internally fearing deeply a lot about the whole situation with, like, his people being discovered in, in Talakan underneath the sea and that kind of deal, because that's why they were detective was because of that one bit in that in that shrine or whatever in the in the city, you know? And that's why. That's the only reason his people are being discovered is because of that, because of the thing that Riri built originally, and then the government was using it to find more vib- vibranium, and it's just all centered around, again, the fucking vibranium. <laughs> Jesus, it's, it's because everyone wants this metal. If not that, and it, or, or adamantium, if they can find that too somewhere else in the in the MCU and all that, but just because everyone wants this medal for multiple reasons, could be silver, it can do like Captain America's shield, all these kinds of things. It is a really good medal to have for like building weapons, for tools, for things of war, as that silly French representative said. She tried to oh, yeah. paint Wakanda, but nah. Nah, bitch, you were the one who were manipulating shit, and, like, <laughs> you, you sent out your covert, like, covert special ops team in there, and then they got owned by Wakandan security forces. You got effed. There we go. And put publicly on shame. But yeah, anyway. So yeah, I understand him. I understand him. I'm like, dude, it didn't have to go this way. I know you tried a bit, but you, I know you were fearing for the worst on all this kind of thing, but... Shuri was willing to talk to you on all this kind of all this kind of deal. She was willing to to be reasonable with, and I almost thought for a time between them, they were almost kind of attracted to each other for a little bit as well. Like yeah, there was something was... mutual going on. But then yeah. they more later on killed Ramonda. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's not going to sit well in the future with Shuri. Nope, 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 <laughs> nope, 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 nope. That's so over. yeah, that's completely and utterly fucked now. Ooh. And so yeah, and to close it out, I'll just I, I get I get him, but to close it out, Namor, to borrow to, to make this joke and to close this out for my thoughts, you didn't have to be a god of war, dude. But there we go, oh. you did for a time, you asshole idiot. Anyway, Ramses, <laughs> I'll pass it off to you. Yeah. Okay, it's a, it's uh, here's the interesting thing about Mexican. One of the things one of the things I one of the things I appreciate from Mexican history than, than here in the United States is that. With Mexican history, we kind of like at an early age, we kind of we kind of learn a lot about the, the bad side of things. That's sure. actually kind of that's that's actually kind of one of the things I find interest, the most interesting is like we learn like about the cultures, we know about the the we know we know about like the, the Aztecs, we know about the Mayans, we know all those you know you know about all those people and how the Mex and how like how we were um, how we were exploited and stuff like that from from the Spanish and stuff like that. We had Man Cortez and stuff like that. So we we learned all that stuff at an early age, and we don't shy and we don't shy from it. Unlike Americans, <laughs> I'm not gonna throw shade at it, but oh. it's interesting. But you know, but seeing all that stuff, it, like all I can think of myself is, yep, this checks out. This checks out. It's like <laughs> learn, learn, going to schools for so long in Mexico, and then having to like having to like 
then going to college and I have to sell and I have to do a lot of reports on this, which stuff like I'm doing stuff in grade school. I don't know why you're making me write this essay on this. I can put this on in a couple of minutes here. Here you go. So it's like it's it's so it's weird. It, it made me realize it's like in Me- in, in Mexican culture we're not we're not afraid to show the the ugly side of what ha- of what, what happened with, with a lot of with, with the ancient culture and here it it's taken to its nat its next natural extreme where it's just like here's a guy who has lived all of his life like that and he saw firsthand what happened to his own people and well he did he did the, he did what he thought he thought he did what was justifiable. Which is you know yeah. killed him. Which is hey, as so as someone as someone as someone as someone Mexican, um, I might be I might be lighter lighter skin, so that means I'm more I'm more I'm more Spanish. But knowing the plight of what they had to go through, I'm all for it. <laughs> and it, 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 so I felt that I felt like I was really interested in that aspect where it's like they didn't they, they didn't like like in other in other any other movie they, they would try to beat around the bush for reasons. But here they they didn't, and you bring up a good point. So, where it's like they, they did it, they did it in an interesting way, where it's like they did it as a juxt- to juxtapose where Wakanda is, and also what the the Tuzakan is as well. Um, concerning Namor himself, um, I always had a problem with Namor. I never like I never got the appeal of Namor. You know, as a oh, wow. human, I never liked him. Like, I was just like, what is the what is the deal with this guy? He just like it, like. I think the part I like, like hate the most is like it's like there was like at no point that I ever like felt like you know his stuff like, everything he did was justified. I always felt like you're just being an asshole, aren't you? Like everything you're doing, you're doing is kind of like as a petty thing. And like and one of the things I I really appreciate is that they finally said they finally they they proved me wrong. And they shoved they they shoved that 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 thought down my they shoved that out the window. Like here we'll give you a justified reason why you want to be behind Namor. I'm behind Namor. And for me, I thought one of, one of the best scenes is like when he comes in with his, with his, with his, royal, with his royal gown, like so, to confronting his people, telling him like, we're going to go to war. We're going to go attack Wakanda. I'm like, he's wearing oh, that, he's wearing that, he's wearing that, that amazing gear. I'm like, okay, you rule, dude. You, you rule. You rule, my dude. You rule. Like all that, after, after everything, you got you. You have my attention. You have you got my you got my respect, <laughs> dude. Like, like I don't know what else, I don't know what else to say. But it's like you know, hey, you you finally finally you finally found a way to get me to give a shit about Namor. In and not just because and not just from like the not just from a guy who like lived in Mexico and learned about Mexican history, but also from the standpoint of like like I said, I think like I said, like the biggest problem with the Namor for me growing up and the biggest problem with him in the comic books, I just never really had an attachment to him mm-hmm. and. They found and they, and like they found a way for me to feel feel attached to him, and I do hope like if they do, they do come back from him, they don't lose that 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 they don't use and they don't lose any of that 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 importance of like why he why he's important because like at any point they can just cheapen all this out and be like and do something else. I'm like okay, this is utter character suicide. But they said just just to end it really quick. I I I really love I really love what they did with him, and like I said, for, so, so as someone that lived in Mexico and someone that knows what's going on, it really it gets it hits very differently. Altogether, with all things considered, and I really do appreciate that. Yeah, this new interpretation is like, yeah, it's 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 reworked him anyway. Like, it's it's for the better in the end. And it's like, I I I'm I'm all for Mexican Nemo. I know some people are some people are gonna some people I some people like you and me know Rob that are gonna come after us for 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 saying this, but I don't give a shit at this point. I I really liked it. I don't give a shit either, man. I it's I mean, granted, I I'm not uh, a Nemo stand myself. You know, he's always was a dick in the comics and. You know, a lot of people like uh, like like his character, but at the end of the day, transferring me into the movies, I don't think it's a bad 
adaptation of the character to be honest it 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 it, it, re- it gives him new um motivation uh when it comes to what he's protecting and how, where he comes from and it makes him more empathetic than just being this superior asshole um you know he's 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 more than that now um you know i, I always look at namor as kind of like the uh the archetype for like vegeta and characters like vegeta um you know he's 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 kind of uh, runs on that same baseline but um they found a talented actor to play him they found a way to convert him into the mcu and you know it, it may not be to everyone's liking but i i think they did a wonderful job with him so there's that at least but oh god uh, i just had this for i'm just gonna make the dumbest joke um some people would almost call him Water Spark or Water Vulcan or something if he's been in his himself. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> because of the point he is and everything, Water he looks Spock. much like a Vulcan and all that kind of shit too. And yeah. So maybe it is for the best that he got reworked a lot anyway also. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe so. so. Well, let's move on. Let's, let's move on to like, let's, let's move on from, from Namor and let's just talk about like the actual story itself. We touched on, we touched a lot upon, upon the actual story itself in our discussion, but Overall, the actual story itself, like, what what do you guys think of it? So, um, so bro, the actual story of the, of the movie itself, what do you, what do you think of it? Um, it takes um, it, it takes a couple detours. Um, but again, I didn't mind because I just enjoyed being there. I was braced for how long the movie was. It's it's not th- quite three hours, but it's close to it. Um, you know, when you kick things off with uh, uh, the death of T'Challa, and then you move uh, one year later. Uh, you're dealing with the fallout. Um, Shuri's, she's dealing with um, the fact that she feels like she let uh, T'Challa down and not, her her brilliance didn't manage to save the day like it normally does. So she's dealing with that. Her mother's trying to get her out of the, the lab and to go outside and to uh, to celebrate the life of um, of her brother uh, with the yearly pil- pil- pilgrimage. So they go on that and then... Uh, they meet uh, Namor. Uh, that was a compelling scene, uh, and it kind of helped to get things going. We also, uh, before that, we get to see uh, the raid on that one. Not only the raid on the uh, the tanker that the uh, the government, the U.S. government, is running, but before that, when that French uh, SWAT team or you know infiltration team tries to uh, break into that Wakandan uh, research center, and, 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 yeah, the and they get the at exactly they get the asses handed to them. Um, I love the moment with uh, with with Ramunda addressing the UN and telling them about their asses. <laughs> it's like, look, we are not giving you a drop of vibranium because the shit you plan on doing with that will fuck us all up. Not only just mm-hmm. Wakanda, but she, the rest of the world. And she and delivered like, even yeah. evidence to the phones as well as the soldiers into the into the public display. Yeah, and, and to be honest with you, if you the U.S. found out there was another nation on this planet that was had more access to more um weaponry or resources that would make them the dominant country they would freak the fuck out they would freak the fuck out and they would try, stop at nothing to try to be on top especially a, a nation of people of color that would just freak them out so uh you know it, this movie definitely puts out uh puts out on front street and I, I love this movie for it um the story i thought it was solid again um black panther i think had uh had the sense to kind of edit more so that way that movie uh flew that movie flowed a bit smoother than this one uh there's a couple stops and starts a couple places where they have to pick up momentum again um so i would say those are minor flaws 
to me. It's not a, so much a bad thing. I still enjoyed it. I wonder how I'll feel on repeat viewings once it hits Disney Plus in a couple of months. Oh, by the way, I heard it's going to get delayed on going on Disney Plus. It's not going to have the same 45-day window as some of their other stuff. So uh, for those who are waiting for it to show up on Disney Plus, you're going to wait a while. But um, uh, uh, a lot, I heard a lot of people complaining about the inclusion of uh, Ironheart, Riri Williams, in this movie. I think the actress did a wonderful job. I th- and mm. she, she, to me... Uh, helped to liven up a lot of scenes. She did uh, add a lot of humor to the movie, so I was grateful for that. It helped to cut between the tension and the um, the 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 sad parts of the film, and, and bring a little bit of life to it. People can say, "Well, it wasn't necessary," but let me let me let me ask you something: uh, Was it necessary to have Nick Fury in Iron Man? Was it necessary to have uh, Hawkeye in? Um, and, and and Thor was it necessary to have Black Panther in Civil War? I'd say no, no to all of those things. Black Panther in Civil War, you could actually take out Black Panther out of that movie and still make it work. So I don't see really what the issue is with this being the case in this film. MCU is going to MCU. They're going to do that stuff. They're going to include threads to other movies. It's I look. I've always looked at these movies as one large series, and each yeah. movie even if they, they take place in different areas, are one and a long chain of films. Um, people who pick and choose what they want to see are going to complain about this the most. But for me, it's like, I keep track of all the shit. I watch all the shows. I watch all the movies that come out in the theaters. I go see it all. Uh, right now, I, I can say that Phase 4 has not been the most solid one, but Phase 4 is also dealing with the fallout from Phase 3. And um, uh, oh, it's wait. a transition. A COVID too, but it's also a transitionary phase. So it's it, they're throwing things at the wall to see if they stick. And here's a theory that I think there's a lot of credence in. Um, I was watching a show, and they uh, the people on the show were saying that here's the thing that you have not been outright told about Phase Four. Phase Four, not every um, element of Phase Four takes place in the same universe. What we're seeing is a multiverse of stories that are taking place on taking place on different planes of existence and then uh and ant-man uh the new ant-man coming up that will actually help to reveal that so uh, there's been a lot of people who have been pointing out that there's elements that have happened in other movies that have not been addressed in other shows and movies right and the reason for that is not everything that we're seeing in all these shows and whatnot take place on the same plane of existence. So that's the big reveal for Phase 4. Even Kevin Feige said, well, you'll know soon what the fuck was going on in Phase 4 in the first place. So if Phase 4 felt off, some of that is intentional. Um, I hope that that is the case because that would explain a ton of what's been going on in some of the previous shows, including Daredevil. Um, showing up in She-Hulk and now being part of the universe and uh, his old Netflix show not being in continuity with the MCU anymore. So um, that's interesting in itself. But getting back to Black Panther, um, the inclusion of all these different threads uh, leading to like Thunderbolts and Ironheart and uh, Wakanda television show that's coming up in the future on Disney+, Plus. I was fine with that world building because those are all things I want to see. And uh, that means we're going to get to see more Winston Duke as the, mm-hmm. uh, the new leader of Wakanda, as we find out towards the end of the film. Uh, that means we get to see more of what Val has going on. I love the fact that Val was revealed to be, um, uh, God, what's his name? Uh, uh, Everett Ross's, Ross's, Everett Ross's uh, ex-wife. So that at least shows that they're going to be on the opposite ends of this as well. 
the Thunderbolts has Bucky in it, and since she's gonna be uh, Val's gonna be running the Thunderbolts, Bucky's not gonna have Bucky's not gonna be pleased to find out that they may have an operation where they're gonna have to rob from Wakanda. He's not gonna be fucking cool with that because those people saved his life and changed his life. So I can't wait to see how Bucky reacts to that in the Thunderbolts. So for me, I'm excited about that shit. Uh, not everybody is, but I, I'm, I'm a big Bucky stand, so I can't wait to see how he ends up defying Val's orders, and hopefully some of the other members of the group will do so as well. Um, but getting to the main story, once uh, Queen Ramunda dies during that fantastic sequence of the attack on um, the attack on uh, Wakanda, uh, and then Shuri has to step up. Uh, she has to conf- she has to you know she figures out how to recreate the 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 herb using um that um I guess uh, not only her ingenuity but also the thing that Namor gave her the little uh the, the arm wrap it was thing as a fiber yeah from the, the gift Namor gave her yeah exactly so she uses that and it helps to kind of uh, provide the missing piece that she needed and then of course she takes the heart shaped herb and ends up uh, in the ancestral plane. Where she uh, ends up not seeing her um, beloved family, but seeing um, her wayward cousin uh, Killmonger, and yep. I knew that was going to happen. I knew that shit was going to happen um, because she's she's carrying a lot of rage and anger. Yeah, that same feeling as well. That. Yeah, exactly. So I knew she was going. He was going to be the. He's going to be her her uh, Emperor Palpatine, basically. And uh, I love the fact that he looked like he did from the comics uh, in that scene. He had the cable knit sweater and shit. It's like, yo, man, that's fucking cool. But um, since Michael B. Jordan has been in every um, Ryan Coogler film, I knew he'd find a way to get him into this one. So uh, to see this scene, it's like, oh, he, I, there had to be a cameo. I, I was uh, in the camp where I thought that they might resurrect Killmonger to deal with the Namor situation, as if like um, uh, T'Challa had put him on ice uh, after, uh, after he died. But I'm kind of glad they didn't do that. I'm kind of glad that he actually is dead. Um, but although we might see an older worldly version of him because of the multiverse sometime down the road. Um, but I, that scene between the two of them was fantastic. And mm-hmm. to find out that that's, that he is her Jiminy cricket, basically, uh, trying to coach her into being, uh, uh, you know, to, to err on the side of violence and, uh, to be kind of like a, a new version of him. Basically she has to fight those urges. So it gives her a conflict that she has to deal with, uh, fantastic stuff. Um, just fast forwarding throughout the rest of the film, man, the buildup, the leading up to the final confrontation. I love that whole set piece. The, the fight on the ocean was a daring choice because that's where Namor's people have all the advantage. But at the same time, Wakanda used the best technology in order to give them a fighting chance. So it ended up being even down the road and then figuring out his weakness um, and then trapping Namor inside the uh, the Quinn. I want to call it the Quinn jet, but that's not what it is. Uh, the 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 one Royal ship talent, that way they would draw. Loyal talent fighter. The loyal yes. talent fighter. Royal, loyal talent fighter to trap him inside of that to dry him out, and then the fight on the beach. The fight on the beach. Um, a lot of people say they didn't find it as compelling, but it did look better than the end fight at the end of uh, Black Panther, which you can see the CG was rushed on that. Uh, as opposed to this, where they kind of did a better job. Um, I like Shuri uh, and her design as Black Panther. I, a lot of people were disappointed that she became the Black Panther, but it's like the precedent's already been set in the comics. I don't know what you came here to see. You know, at the end of the day, uh, did you want to see, like, um, some people wanted to see, uh, 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 sorry, I forget Warrior? his name now. 
not a Koye, but although Koye would be cool, but some people want to see uh let's see here, uh Mbaku become the new Panther, but Mbaku doesn't want to be I think that he doesn't want to be uh this 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 had that power anymore. And it's possible for one person to rule Wakanda while another person be the Black Panther. That's how it was mm-hmm. when um T'Challa's father was king and T'Challa was Black Panther, um, even during the time that his father was alive. So it's possible for one to do one job and the other person do the other job. So I was glad to see how the movie ended. But yeah, man, to see them have a that knockout drag out fight and them almost being even. Uh, given the circumstances, and then for them to come to a diplomatic resolution, what's the best case scenario you could have in that moment? So I'm glad to see it played out like that, and now both of those countries are prepared uh, for the future of the MCU, especially with the shit that Kang has going on, and that we know that um, Doctor Doom is lurking somewhere in the fucking background, so when that guy shows up, everybody's in trouble. But yeah, man, I thought it was well plotted out, um, save for a couple stops and starts. Uh, but for me, uh, I quite enjoyed it, man. I, I wasn't bored not once. Never looked at my phone, which I rarely do anyway, but wasn't like clocking the time or anything like that. Pace was fine for me. And again, I watched this engrossed in the film and happy to be back with these actors uh, who all put on great performances. Uh, Denai Guerrero really stole the show for me, especially in the one scene with Ramunda uh, pretty much dressing oh, yeah. down Okoye. I was like, man, that broke my heart. I didn't realize that watching the trailer, she was the one she was fucking breaking down. And Ramunda was being a little, um, a little bit unreasonable with her about the fact that she sided with Killmonger. But that's the duty that she had, and she had to do it because that guy was king, unfortunately. But um, it was a little unfair for her to do that, um, and then them not to be able to resolve that before Ramunda died. That that is a shame. But um, I'm glad to see Okoye did get um, was able to have a you know to have a redemption in the film by becoming one of the Blue Angels, so uh, the Midnight Angels, I should say. Um, but yeah, um, the performances were powerful, man. I loved the entire cast um, on both sides of the conflict, and uh, even even seeing uh, my girl Elaine it was good to see her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I just the one person in that film I had no idea was showing up. Uh, I all the rumors and stuff I had heard, I had no idea she was in it. So when she showed up, it was a pleasant surprise. Didn't distract me at all. I loved it. But I'm gonna toss it back to y'all. I've talked for blue streak, and I'm so sorry. But um, no, that's fine. That's what you guys. That's why we brought you in from the first place. Hey man, well good shit. <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing. You're doing exactly what you're. You, 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 we we came. We asked. We 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 wanted you to come here and you know rap about the movie, and that's what you're doing, yeah. and you're doing all, a perfect job. All according I, to plan. I see you. And I see you. And not just that. Not just that. You're putting. You're you're putting some good some good thoughts here for what, what, what stuff that like we, we can discuss. Like I'm interested in hearing y'all thoughts, man. Have at it. Okay, Rob. Your thoughts uh, initially on like uh, uh, on the story itself on on Wakanda Forever. Okay. Well, I was gonna have my own thoughts because Sopo's actually nailed like a lot of the uh, the points of all this stuff in relation to the characters and things. Like most of them. Because um, I'm, I'm so I might just throw away a little bit in when I'm kind of going for that. Oh, uh, let me think. Yeah, like I think the Tita writer's a story in Black Panther now, as she is. She's grown, she's improved a bit, and all that kind of thing. Even if there's the there was one point in time that I was a tiny bit in doubt with her because of controversial stuff she said on Twitter once a year or two ago. Oh, but never mind that. Let's just leave that be. <laughs> and, but, you know. But um, yeah. you know, like as as she is Black Panther, she becomes stronger. She's become better. She's 
she has taken up that mantle of being Black Panther now, and her suit design is nice. It's interesting. It's got this gold trim as well as the the traditional all solid black and all that kind of thing. It looks nice. It looks different from T'Challa's. It looks strong, like you know what you would expect of a of a new generation Black Panther that takes over after T'Challa, you know, and all that kind of thing as well. It looks great, and um, yeah, like there's there's others, and I'll I'll put up them too, like um. Okoye's one in the Midnight Angel stuff and that kind of thing as well. Like, their suits they got later, they're nice. They're a nice option for kind of the have now for in the future going forward. Like, that they can just not just always rely on their, tradi- their traditional garments and basic level tech. They can have some more advanced shit because, you know what, when you've got Shuri behind this stuff, Shuri is obviously adept and Innovative, but you know who else is? And I'll lead into this point as well. One of my other favorite characters of the movie, Riri. Riri oh, yeah. was fun to watch once she got stuck, once she started to take a, a step back and a grasp of the situation and started to, to sympathize a little bit with things that were going on as things got worse and worse. And you know, after the point in time that originally finding out that, hey, underwater people didn't like your submersible submarine deal and uh, want to kill you because reasons now and it's like oh shit I did that I pissed off underwater people yep Oops. that happened yep that was an accident she didn't even intend it for that she, it was just a, a pet project thing she made but you know fuckery with militaries and that kind of deal yeah but, man yeah that's what happened but her her very primitive basic first suit like the exoskeleton like thing that was interesting to see as a very starting point for Ironheart suit but then later on, we see the, the revised one at the end. Some people call it ugly. No, I kind of find that unique because you know what the problem's going to be with Ironheart? Mm-hmm. She's always going to have this little shadow behind her with Iron Man. Yes. In the comics, yes, you're, you're with Iron correct. Man, they look somewhat similar. In this, she looks a little bit more distinct and different. She looks like Samus. Like her kind outfit. Of, yeah. her, yeah, of, very much Samus like. like. That's what I liked about it that they did try to make it look different. Instead of like in the comics where she looks like more of a, a feminine uh, frame Iron for Man. Iron Man. Yeah. Instead, they made it look like it had kind of a bit more flair to it. It looks like Samus Aran from um, Metroid in her various suits. So to yeah. me, it's like, yo, that's that's I'm not mad at that look. I'm not mad at that at all. I, I didn't have a problem with that. Yeah, that was fine with that, too. And when, when it comes up eventually now, I'm actually curious to see how Rhodey will react to her. When War Machine yeah. meets her as well, because we are getting Iron- um, we're getting Armor Wars as a as a movie now, and yep. then um, he's also going to be appearing in Ironheart, her show as well. So uh, it's a lot a lot coming up that uh, they'll be able to interact. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, not someone's no words because I was going to say that yeah, it would be interesting to have seen her and Tony Stark meet, but Tony Stark's been dead for a little while now, so you know, oh well, can't do anything about that because what happened in Endgame, but you know. We, we might see it in Secret Wars, but um, hopefully we'll get if they work something out with uh, Robert Downey Jr. for him to be the voice of her AI in mm. Ironheart. That'd be crazy, man. I don't. I I sincerely doubt that'll happen, but it would be it would it would be a coup if he did it. I, I think it would be super cool. Yeah, unless they do something that at some point in time they decide to roll the dice and say, "Do we want an alternate take Iron Man of some alternate um, reality thing?" Like, you know, technically the. The Mr. Fantastic we saw in Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness wasn't the main Doctor um, Reed Richards, so who knows at this point? Who knows? I'm, I'm just going to wait and see, but I'm going to be curious to see how other people react to her. She didn't steal the tech, 
but she she found a way to kind of recreate or mimic that whole deal in her own design and all that. Yes, it's borrowing some ideas or bits and pieces probably out there, but at the same time, it's not stolen Stark tech exactly, completely nope. utterly. So yeah. Um, who else? Uh, I've already touched on Namor. I oh. Ramon, Ramonda to watch was she had a lot on her shoulders throughout the whole movie. Yeah. I had I had this weird feeling at some points in time she was taking on a lot more than she could handle, but she had to at the same time always try to keep Wakanda's best interest in minds first, but this did, as I kind of maybe sort of suspected, became a straw that broke the camel's back at some point, because yeah. eventually this ship with some other governments out to get things, the CIA kind of having their own little uh, deals going on, looking into things, and then the whole deal with Telecon and Namor's people, yeah, there was just too much things going on around that was messing around in the world that something had to give at some point, and it kind of did when they decided that it was in their interests of the Talakan people to invade Wakanda after they had tried some slightly peaceful ways beforehand and not going to all-out war straight off the bat. Like, hey, bring us this girl, bring us the person who built this, and take him out, and then leave us to be safe again, and that kind of thing. That's all we want, and then that wasn't going to play out, because the girl who built that is just, yeah, she's just a young 18 or 19-year-old college chick, so, you know, that's not going to fly. And... Yeah, there's just other... Like, I knew that Shuri was going to go on this whole path of the, you know, either... It's either between one of these two words. Either vengeance or revenge, one of the two. She was grappling with one or the other in her mind, you know, the whole thing, like, after, especially after Ramonda got killed. So, it just compounded things worse, because beforehand, they were just dealing with the passing of T'Challa, but then, yeah, Namor, you stupid warmongering asshole, you... Okay. Oh my god, Namor! <laughs> Namor! Freaking... You didn't need to do that, dude, but this is what you. This is sometimes things you've done in the comics you, you antagonize when to the surface people. Oh my god. Anyway, um, I'm gonna not say too much more because the other characters could probably be touched on. I'm gonna leave some stuff for Ramses to say and all this kind of deal, so I will pass off to Ramses. Ball oh. is yours, Ramses, so here you go. I'm gonna stop now. I'm gonna stop. Um, okay. Concerning Leticia Wright, uh, you know, after what after I think she said, like, there's always a sketch of there's always this little little, little bit from The Simpsons where it's like, like they always come, they they have a they 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 cut to a show called Edward the Penitent, and I'm just imagining her after I just imagining her like with 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 Ken uh, with just like I am deeply 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 sorry, and he turns and takes away takes his hand, he says, "Sorry, will not work for this Pope." No. <laughs> so that's why I imagine the situation afterwards. But, uh, so, but you know, I, I didn't mind her being the new Black Panther. Like it was already like I kind of already had spoilers, so I was already kind of prepared for like the inevitable. So I was like, yeah, just like I was just wondering how it was going to play out, and it played out exactly how those spoilers were. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not really that mad at all, and I kind of appreciate the way that they did it because, like, you know, it was something that they kind of already hinted at, like since the very beginning, since the first one regarding Riri. I thought she was a really good character. I just wish she had a little bit more to do in the middle of the movie. I just feel like you know, at a certain point, like when we when we when we take when we take Shuri when Shuri's with Neymar and showing her all this stuff, and it's it sort of became like like somewhere in the middle, like you know, for like a good fifteen minutes, it's just it's just those two. And for a while, I completely forgot that Ryu was there, and I kind of wish that they had, like we cut to her or like 
have her do be a little bit more involved in the story with her. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was, I thought that was, I, I kind of wish that they had a lot more to do with it. And you guys touched up on Laura. She was great. And I cannot wait for a TV show to start because I think it's going to be really cool. Because I really like, enjoyed her character. And like, especially with, with uh, what happened at the end of the movie where, you know, they said, hey, you can't leave with that armor. So let's see what she, so I'm wondering what she's going to make up next for when she, when she comes back in her own shows. Mm. Um, Concerning like other characters that we see, like like um, like Val, it was I was I was taking it back too. Like I didn't expect her to be in the movie, but the, we already saw the seeds planted since like as early as um as Black as Black Widow. No, even before that, because um we saw her in uh did we see her in Captain America and the Winter Soldier beforehand? Was that our first uh, appearance? I forget. Oh no, was character in Shuri? No, um Val. Val, no, um, we first first appearance was Captain America and Winter Soldier, yes, yes, and then we we also saw her in um, we oh no, I take that back. Uh, well, it would have been if it would have been Black Widow if Black Widow came out first, like intended. Mm-hmm. But uh, first it was Falcon the Winter Soldier, then Black Widow. Uh, I want to say she showed up in another thing, but I can't recall. But I know those those def those are definitely two appearances. Yeah, and then she came out here, and I really do appreciate they're putting those seeds for like thunderbolts and stuff like that. So I'm really, I'm really, I can't wait to see what to do with her, with, with her, and like the thunderbolts going forward. So can't wait for that, and I'm glad that they're putting in like those 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 little aspects as well. And you know, I, and it's like, and you know, I do like the, the fact that like they do all this stuff organically. Like it wasn't like like in other. I think the, I think the biggest problem with MCU sometimes is like they kind of like they've been especially in this phase. I feel like they're force feeding a lot of like uh, they're force feeding a lot of like hints and stuff like that to future things. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like sometimes, sometimes like w- when you do a lot of that stuff, I'm looking at you, Loki. It does it. It kind of like once you when it it kind of deters from the, from my enjoyment of the movie or enjoyment of the series at this point. So mm-hmm. like for example, I like I was loving Loki until that final episode, and it's just like like, like I felt so deflated that they had to end on, on something that they, that they had to end on on that note. On that mm-hmm. note of like, you know, you you have you, like I felt like they had they that they that they that they had to like not only did they feel that they had they felt the, not only did they have the horseshoe an aspect in from uh, the to like continue the story going forward, but like I felt like they, they did that kick, kind of kicking and screaming, like kind of like they yeah. you can almost yeah. tell like they, it was done almost by force. And like you know, when after that, I started I started becoming a little more critical on that, and like they've been doing better at it and other stuff, but. The, the like you know at least with um at least in Black Panther you know, at least in Black Panther they did a good job at least making it organic to the story itself so I do appreciate that so. um all in terms of other characters like you know the MVP is still it, it, it is still Mukamba is Baku you know he's still my boy you know oh yeah man he's still my favorite character he stole the show in the last in the last movie he's and he's still and he's still one of my favorite characters in this movie I thought that, I thought they would give him a lesser role but no he's got equal if not better better role in this one. And you know, hey, I was like, "All hail the king! All hail the king! <laughs> all hail the king! All hail the king!" And like I said, like, um, like, um, and you guys hit up with all the other stuff about like Riri and stuff like that as well. So I'm not really gonna re- be as redundant, but I will say, like, you know, in terms of the actual story itself, I there there's just so much there's just so much at play, and I do really appreciate the thing that this all this all felt organic and it, and it wasn't really forced upon, like you know. And I said, having already seen a couple of spoilers beforehand, because like, I wasn't sure if I was going to watch it or not. I was kind of unsure on it. But now watching it, it's like, I feel kind of like comforting to know that it played out like that and it played out better than it, than it, written, it was written out. So I give, I'll give him props for that. Um, I, I'm going to skip because I was going to say, like, we, we all thought of like Ironheart, but we all kind of like, so we all kind of closed for Ironheart. Actually, so I just add a small note for, um, actually, I thought, sorry for the I've got this, wrong. though. A tiny thing. 
that I do like how that, you know, after the after the rough start that Shuri and Rui really did bond as friends and that kind of thing, though. They got closer, definitely, for sure, and, like, everything that went on during the course of this movie. Like, I love that, I love that growth when, like, you know, if things go bad, that Rui can turn to Shuri for things and help and all this kind of thing because she's a friend, and then, likewise, Shuri, Shuri would probably stay in touch with her and all that kind of thing, you know? Exactly. All right. That's all I wanted to say. Um, so, yeah, like, and we also addressed, like, the, we also addressed briefly the, the, the passing, like, uh, of Queen Wakanda, uh, Romanda, like, it was extremely tragic, and I thought, I was, that, that actually took me out of, that actually, like, um, I was not expecting that, that was the only thing that spoilers were, would say it also, that, so I, I was decently surprised, and well, I was, like, I want to say decently surprised, I was more, like, shocked, like, it kind of, it kind of caught me off my guard in a good way. Hmm. Um, so, I mean... Like I don't want to go too much. I, like well, like I think we kind of touched on on a lot of the stuff already. But is there anything else that you guys want to bring up before we go into like the, the very end of like and we talk about like the post credit stuff? Uh I'm thinking. Um, I don't think so. Instinctively, I don't think there's much. There's really anything that's coming to mind that we've we've missed them a lot. All right. I think. Um. So, so bro, any any other thing you want to bring up before before we talk about like the post credit stuff? Um, man. Uh. I would say a negative, um, but I understand this movie how it was already shock loaded. But a negative uh, that they didn't uh, really show us too much of is uh, uh, Io. I thought would have played a much bigger role in this since she was featured in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. She's in the background. She's, of course, she's one of the Dora Milaje, uh, and also the uh, the wife or or or, um, or partner to uh, Aneka, who is introduced in this film. Uh, Aneka um, is romantically involved with Io, and in the comics, that's a whole arc. The, uh, those two become the Midnight Angels, and they kind of uh, revolt against the Wakandan um, crown um, family and all that because they um, they 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 take an interest in uh, protecting the women uh, across across Africa who are being abused, and they go against orders that they they received from. Uh, from from T'Challa and whatnot. Granted, I didn't want to see uh, any kind of conflict with them and, and and the royal family, but I would have loved to seen those two become the uh, the Midnight Angels and Okoye be given something else uh, instead of making Okoye one of them. Because Okoye didn't even want to have to, to even use that thing. I'm glad she mm-hmm. got to use that to kind of even the score between her and one of the um, one of the uh, Talaconians, but. Um, at the same time, I've, I'd love to they've given her something more unique to use instead. While both uh, uh, Aneka and um, and 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 Io end up being the Midnight Angels, like in the comic. Anyway, there's going to be another Black Black Panther movie down the road. We, we might dive into those stories then. But I was glad to see that at least they were both in the movie. So that's cool, especially Io, who has you know been there since uh, Civil War. Civil War. She's the one that said, "Move or you will be moved." <laughs> <laughs> so she's been she's been rocking as as long as um Chadwick Boseman was and uh other uh actors. She's actually um now to think about it, she's the other Wakandan person that shows up at, as early as he does in the MCU. So yeah, she's been she's been in it for a minute and it was it was it was a a little bit of a downer that she didn't get much of a an active role in this film save for maybe a few scenes. So uh that maybe the uh the other thing that I would probably uh say is a down uh, downbeat for this movie, if anything. Yeah, I'm I'm glad Okoye actually that she got to go for this little thing of like having failed her queen and then getting a yeah. chance to kind of redeem herself after she 
felt that her honor was literally on the line and everything. She challenged herself. I mean, challenged respectfully to her queen, like, you know, I tried my best against these people, but it wasn't enough. But then Ramonda also dumped it on her, like, hey, you decided to take her with you. You fucking failed. So, you know, all this kind of deal. Yeah. You know, she was she was sounding like a little um, bitter and was also slightly caught off in the emotions at the time. But yeah, still. So, yeah. Very true. For, Very for true. Quite, quite, yeah. Uh, there. All right. So, oh, man, we got like, so, I, I mean, we touched upon pretty much, pretty much everything like, you know, out through this. But I think, I guess, I guess we should, I guess we should like close things up and talk about like, we should close things out and talk about like the, the post credit stuff and like stuff that we're looking for. for. I mean, we we also kind of like talked a little bit too, like what we're looking forward to. Just so why don't we just talk a little bit about like the the um the the, the post credit sequence and like what you guys thought. So, well, your final thoughts on that part? I didn't see that coming at all, and a friend of mine had uh, pointed out to me that you actually see um you see the boy. Uh, I I, I refrain from saying who he is at first, but you actually see him uh, during the first scene that Ramunda visits Haiti. She he's the one that guides uh ramunda to uh to Mm. okoye so he's introduced in the middle of the film but you don't know his significance uh tucson is his name uh and then in the final scene you know you see uh before you actually see the after credit scene um uh sorry uh when it comes down to it uh shuri she goes uh to have her her or she goes to contemplate about her brother and just basically all the loss that she's in endured and and finally takes a moment to burn her her funeral attire which she refused to do earlier in the film so she's coming full circle now mm-hmm. um and there's another killer moment with uh with a montage of uh moments that uh Chadwick Boseman um performed in in previous Marvel outings uh comp- compiled together in silence i i cried four times in this movie i'm not afraid to admit that and that was one of them um, but to see that reflection right there was a great moment. And then you get to see uh you get to see uh Nakia roll up on the beach and has uh Toussaint there with her. And then you find out Toussaint is actually um uh Prince T'Challa, uh the son of uh of, of T'Challa. Um apparently uh shortly after T'Challa was blipped or or, or snapped, um Nakia she wasn't snapped, she ended up having um their child uh and uh basically raised him in haiti which was their uh intention anyway um for him to be raised in haiti away from wakanda and all the drama there so you can actually have a childhood learn about the world and if he was interested in actually going to wakanda someday then he'd be more prepared for uh you know possibly the throne if he wanted to challenge for it um and to finally meet him and to find out that uh, she has a nephew uh uh shuri has a nephew you know it was a great thing i love the moment when shuri asked did my mother get to meet him and she said yes uh she knew about him the whole time so i was glad to hear that i was so i was worried that uh ramunda never even knew about him but i'm glad to know i'm glad that she did know so that was great and uh I heard, oh go ahead go ahead shuri keep in mind shuri, shuri was snapped away too so it, Ramunda wasn't. So that's why Ramunda knew about the kid. And then, of course, T'Challa found out after he returned, after they, after, after they um, uh, were successful in getting back all the stones and getting everybody the body back, he found out about his son and got to at least meet him and get to know him before he passed. But what were you going to say? 
No, and, and there's something you brought up a good point because, like, um, another thing that you don't realize from the dialogue, I don't know where I think they said it's like around the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, you hear you hear a particular line from Queen Ramonda where she's like, "But you don't understand. There's something. There's something you should know about your brother." Oh, and, I didn't know that. I totally, I totally didn't realize. Thinking, oh, like, so she knew, like, like, I knew from the very beginning that that she and I knew it was like she must like she's not the only one. Like, it was like at that point, like I think oh. she was trying to experiment. She was trying to. She was going to sell her there on the beach, but then, um, then then uh, homeboy rolled up and it kind of kind of ruined that moment. So dang. That's crazy. Yeah, because I, I realized, and that's why I kind of like. That's why I kind of pieced together. I was like, yeah, that's right. Like you know, well, why else? Why else would you be admitting something like that? Like that early? So it's like we, I knew from that from that point. I was like, she was that Okoye, that Okoye, not Okoye. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, she had that. She had a, that. She had um, that uh, she had to tell his son. That's so like I I knew that was because like when you when you say something like that, that means when you when you when you when you, when you want to say something like that and you have that kind of information. Yeah. Most likely, either either A, you're gonna admit that you're not the mother, or B, there's you you or your B, you you're you have some you have some other relative. Man, oh man. So it's like I kind of caught that like right away when I keep when that down. But no, keep going, so bro. No, that, that that's 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 pretty much what I was gonna say. Uh, I enjoyed that scene. It was a tearjerker. Um, it definitely got the last of my tears during that movie, man. It was like you had to do it to me one more time. But it gives you hope and it makes you wonder. Um, how they're gonna broach that in the future? Are they gonna age him up? Uh, by the time we get to um, uh, Secret Wars, like, is it gonna be another version of him? Is he gonna get uh, taken by Kang and and um, taken somewhere and he's gonna get aged up? I don't know. I'm just coming up with scenarios in my head, but um, they did recast in a sense, not recast, but they they set up another T'Challa to to replace the T'Challa that we had, but in the best way they possibly could have. And I thought that was really slick and and very honorable. Uh, and they said we'll deal with this some other time. But yes, for those who are curious or, or worried that we would not have another, you know, T'Challa in the MCU, we're going to get it. So um, it's just a matter of time. And I don't mind. Uh, I, I like Shuri as the Black Panther. I think she, um, Letitia Wright, did a great job with all the. And I was mad at some of the um, controversy that um, was brought about because of the things that she said. But I'm glad that she eventually came to her senses and said, yo, uh, what's bigger here is that the movie needs to get made. So she she buckled down and um, got on, got back on her senses and uh, came back and filmed the movie. I was surprised that she was back on board because there was a lot of talk that they were going to move on without her or, or, you know, a lot of rumors that they're going to kill her off and uh, have another character um, take the mantle or whatever. And I'm glad to see that didn't happen. I'm glad that they worked that out and uh, everything is good. So uh, legit, the movie came out. Go ahead. Legit, I, legit, I thought they were gonna kill her off when, when they when. Me when too. So mm-hmm. for them not to do that, I was ecstatic. As like all these people love Chad, and I didn't want to see any kind of embittered uh, decision making like that happen. You know, I, I'm glad to see that didn't happen. And uh, I, the, where the movie ended up, man, I think the movie is close to being perfect. Um, you know, it's it's got some issues. You know, it's rare that you have an absolutely perfect movie, but for this movie to come out as good as it did with all the challenges that it faced and it didn't take one easy road um, at all when it came to like the main storyline of this movie, you got to give them their flowers, man. You got to give Ryan Coogler his props. You got to give the cast their props, man. They did a fantastic job, man. I'm going to toss it back to y'all for what you guys thought about the final scene, but I just, I I, I can't say enough good things about this movie, man. 
Um, your final thoughts. Uh, your final thoughts on on the on the on that post credit scene, um, Rob. I really can't add too much more than that because Sobo like nailed like ninety five percent of those thoughts and everything all in one go. So I can't really expand on that really much at all. I just. Yeah, the kid. I don't know if that's what they what they could do with him in the future down the road because now they've set up a new character with the same name. If it's in honor of him, if it's something, maybe if it's even something crazy, something else crazy. But yeah, like you know that T'Challa and Nakia have had have had a kid and all this kind of deal and everything as well. And just yeah, I'll just leave it at that and Rams take it because I cannot add anything else. I, I can't really expand on that. So yeah, same here. <laughs> just like I, I just like you know, I thought it was really cool that they, that they found a way to like have another T'Challa, but like we're not, but like we not being able to see it until, until like maybe maybe until like Secret Wars, maybe you know, maybe after. Who knows? But you know, we got time. We got time, and I kind of wanted to take the time, the sweet time with this. You know, you got, you, we're finally get, we're finally get time, kind of get used to this new Black Panther in the form of Shuri. So let's give her let's give her some time to like grow and see what. Yeah, because like it'd be one thing if, like, say Tony, like in the future, Pepper came back and said, "Oh yeah, I've had a kid named Tony Stark," and it's like, "Oh no, are we gonna do this whole thing with all of some of the dead characters?" Maybe, who knows? But you know, anyway. Um. So, I mean, your any closing thoughts on on the movie itself, so bro? Overall, man, um, I had a, a fantastic time watching it. Um, I thought, um, all. They fired on all cylinders, man. It's a miracle we got this film. Um, when it comes to rating it, would you have a rating scale, guys? I, I, I was just curious. No, but you know, if you want to make up one arbitrarily, that's fine. I'll we'll just do what we're doing, Gundam. Uh, I would give this movie a 4.5. Uh, Wakanda Forever is out of five, man. I, um, I, had, a, I had a fantastic time. Um, again, MCU is going to MCU. You could say that a lot of the inclusion of other future storylines is distracting and whatnot. For me, it's just the MCU doing business. Uh, there's plenty of other examples I could cite. Um, did Spider-Man have to be in uh, uh, Civil War? No. No, he didn't. But everybody was busting nuts when they saw him. So, you know what? It's cool. If it's good enough for that movie, it's good enough for this one, as far as I can say. So, uh, that, that's it for me. Fantastic film. Uh, can't wait to watch it when it's back on, uh, when it's on, on the streaming services. Final thoughts on the movie, Rob? Okay. Uh, real quick. Um... This is honestly a really well-made, put-together piece that's in memory of Chadwick and all this stuff at the end of the day and all this kind of thing. It stands on its feet so strongly. I and we want to touch this in a moment that if someone asked me, I would be tempted to say this is the best one of this phase. And I am not going to say that with any level of regret because Spider-Man was good. But this yeah, goes a tiny bit more above it because of the emotional yeah. touches in it, because there was more of a sense of loss. Not to say the Spider-Man didn't have anything bad and all that kind of shit happened to it. It was fun. It was great. Had a lot of things going on in that movie that came and hit you as well, like in other ways too. But this had more of an emotional connection to some people and lots of somber tones, basically, in the end of the day. And like, but at the same time, they're also, you know, trying to move forward as, you know, everyone would do in a situation like this. You can't just dwell on the sad shit or the past and all that. So this movie is kind of also great for a lot of people as even Ramsey's has worded himself. So yeah. And so real quick, I'll just do it. Uh, yep. Wakanda Forever on the top, Spider-Man No Way Home. And then I'm really torn between Doctor Strange and Love and Thunder as almost equalish, I would say, because yeah. Doctor Strange has some 
stuff going on in that movie as well that happens. But Poor Love and Thunder also has a pretty big notable uh, character or death that happens. So, yeah, despite all the antics in both. But, yeah, anyway. Francis, a lot of done. there's a lot of death in this um this phase like almost every one of the major movies there is uh loss there's like major loss and and I think that's been a big theme throughout all these movies in phase 4 is that there's a lot of loss there's a lot of people recovering from um you know recovering from the snap so they lost a part of their lives during that loss was a major theme in this phase and I'm glad they addressed it it's not the the smoothest phase but at the same time, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed almost everything in this phase, including the Eternals. The Eternals, to me, should have been a series, not a movie. Yeah, I agree. But but I I, I had a good time with it. I'm, I, I'd like it when people take a new attempt and not try to repeat the same old stuff. The biggest complaint about the MCU leading into Phase 4 is that a lot of the movies felt samey and had a samey look. And you can't say that about Phase 4. Phase 4... You had directors come in with their unique visions. Sam Raimi got to do the, the Sam Raimi thing for that movie. Um, and uh, the director of uh, uh, Chloe Zhao uh, got to direct uh, that movie. It looks as good as uh, some of the other movies that she did. Uh, and then, you know, Brian Coogler got to do his thing with this movie. And um, <clears throat> Spider-Man got to be uh, the end of a uh, trilogy of movies that turned out to be a, a, a origin story. Uh, surprise. But uh, also had a major death in that. That was crazy. And, of course, Taika Waititi made a Taika Waititi movie in the form mm-hmm. of uh, Thor um, Love and Thunder, where that's a, that's a heartwarming story. It's a little silly at times, but it's a, it's a heartwarming story at the end of the day um, with a lot of emotion behind it. And uh, there's a lot of, um, as well as there's a lot of loss and, and grief and, uh, and dealing with the, the, the fallout of uh, losing a loved one, but gaining a loved one at the same time. So they all had different things to say. Uh, they're more on an emotional tone, and um, I'm looking to Phase Five, um, and I, I can't wait to see Ant Man and the Wasp when that uh, uh, Quantum Mania when that starts, because I think that's when things gonna, are going to start to ratchet up, and we're going to see some serious shit. So uh, I enjoyed this phase. It it wasn't perfect, but uh, uh, between the movies and the Disney Plus shows, I had a good time. Um. Okay. So involving the movie itself, I. If I haven't said it before, I'm gonna say it again. I, it was an emotional role. Ryan Coogler finds a way to like pull your emotional strings. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, you guys hit up on all a lot of the things that you guys have said. So and I'm gonna repeat. So I don't want to repeat myself too much, but like I said, I I really enjoy. I really enjoy this movie. I think this is the strongest of the MCU movies in Phase Four. Um, I like. There's a but here's the thing. Like, and Rob brought up a good point. It's like you know, Spider Man. Also, like you know, the difference between Spider Man is that. I think it's also part of it too with Spider-Man is that it was a celebration of like just Spider-Man in general, especially in like in the movies itself. So then secretly it was because you got to see like all you got to see all the you got to see all the old ones. Like you got to see all, all the old Spider-Man's back. And that was mm-hmm. really cool. So I thought that was a really cool that was, that was a really cool touch. So kind of so in some ways too, it was like a celebration of all these of all these of all these movies could like and then finally like you know moving away from it and finally like Putting Spider-Man somewhere else in a different part of life, so yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a reordering himself. But um, in terms of like, but in terms of like the movie itself, yeah, it's like it'll be, this one would definitely be number one. Number two would definitely be Spider-Man: No Way Home. Um, I have a lot of love for Shang Chi. I really did. I really me did too. I don't it's get. I don't get, where, I don't get where I don't get where the hate comes from. I really did enjoy it. I didn't see it in theaters, but I saw it in Disney Plus, and I was like, wow, this movie is really. I really enjoyed it. Super good. 
Eternals upon with Eternals like I I like I I know I I respect what I was trying to do, but I think this would have I think this would have been benefited better. I would do well reading the Ultimate Soldier. Like it, it should have been. We had we, like the problem is I felt like we were we felt like we were railroading ourselves too, too much in that movie to do different things. Whereas we should have had more time to let these characters breathe and do things. If they would if we would have had that, it would have been a lot better movie. In terms of the TV shows. I still say Falcon and Winter Soldier is still the best of all of them, with Loki being very close second, WandaVision, and then Hawkeye. And I have I have some not seen Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, or She Hulk just yet. Mm. And oh, wow. I am I have still not seen either World by Night, even though I've been hearing that they that, that could easily be a number two or number three right there. Miss Marvel is great, man. Uh I enjoyed Moon Knight. It's not perfect. Uh Werewolf by Night is fantastic. It is so good. I I instantly wanted to see more from uh, Michael Giacchino, who directed that and did the music. Um, he did a fantastic job with that. They, it's a big love letter to like old fifties horror movies, but with an edge to it. And the things they get away with in it, I was quite surprised for Disney Plus. So uh, it's only forty five minutes. If you have time, just knock that out. It's super cool. And Can then you- like apparent, apparently, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special is part of Part Four or Phase Four. So like we still have to see that. But you know, hey. Can't wait oh, yeah, to see true, that. True. Can't wait for. Can't wait to see the shenanigans of of uh, of Drax and Mantis on Earth trying to kind of capture um trying to capture um uh, Kevin Bacon when we were recording <laughs> when we were, yes. when, we were, when we were recording when we were recording the the episode when this one trailer dropped there was this weird awkward silence from Rob I was like I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> well, they, they, they filmed it during uh the 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 filming of um Guardians three. Um, uh-huh. It is. It's kind of an interstitial between both of them. I forgot it is the last thing for Phase Four, to be quite honest with you. Uh, the very final thing before we get into Phase Five. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, you know what inspired him f- to do that is the uh, two things. I I forget the one thing, but the other one is the Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> right so it's gonna get corny like that, but intentionally corny. So if you've seen the Star Wars Christmas special and see how bad that is, um, it's this is this definitely takes a lot of uh, a lot of inspiration from that. I can't wait to as watch lo- it. Man. As long as long as can't Rocket wait. Raccoon, as long as Rocket Raccoon does not does not give Groot or give Drax like human porn, I'm perfectly fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no! Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute! As long as oh, Rocket Raccoon doesn't start decorating Groot like a Christmas tree, nah. Uh, well, you're gonna, you know, that's gonna happen. You know, that's gonna happen. That's, I'm that's talking about, I'm talking happen. about. No, but I'm saying, like, you know, when it comes to, like, I'm talking about. You have you seen the Star Wars holiday special? Out of curiosity, Rob. Uh, in bits and pieces, uh, ages Oof. ago, yes. So okay. I know, I, I, I know some of the wacky shit that happens in that thing. Yes, it's a tough sit, man. It's a tough sit. But it's but like you have weird stuff like again, like 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 Art Carney just gives human porn to no Art Carney. <laughs> just give, like it's the weirdest thing, man. But oh. like I just I just I just want like if you're gonna do that if you're gonna do that I just want them to go full on like full throttle and if they they put them I want to put commercial I want to put dumb commercials like they want to like the like, like the garment like the undergarment of union union commercial we need fuzzies mm-hmm. find the fizzies at eleven. James Gunn, get on that. I hope that's on there. Yo, shout out to drugs. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, shout out to drugs. Hey, drugs in the 70s. Yo, them shits of Quailus must, must have been amazing. As all the video games taught us, when uh-huh. don't use drugs. Winners don't use drugs, man. But f- Hollywood does. And, and that, yeah. that, that special is a direct result. So, uh, yo, that's what's going on. Shout out to BR. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, you know, I we we deviated so far from 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 this. Indeed, 
But hey, hey we you love know you, what? I was, I was, hey, you know what? I thought it was, I thought, it was, I thought it was a really good conversation. Mm-hmm. Talking about like absolutely things, but you know what? Unfortunately, we got to close the thing. Oh episode. damn! I am very sorry. I know we, I know we, I know we can go. I know we wish we can go for like another twenty hours, but we just can't because one, I gotta eat. I have, I still need to eat my lunch. It's waiting for me right here. Oh, right and, on, man. And two, not just, not just that too. It's just like we're gonna, we're gonna be like, hey, yeah, hi, we're on hour eighteen of this podcast. I don't yeah, I might just wait for me as well. So it's like, yep, there's food waiting as well. So, hell yeah. So, so, uh, so, so, why don't, why don't we close things out for this episode? And so the door is always open for you. We, we love. We Thank love you very much. We love what you do. Yeah, this is good fun to have you on. So, yep. But we Legit. love what you do, podcast, and we love what you. And we love what you do on your streams. So, like, hey, you know, you're always welcome here to come back whenever you get, whenever you want. Whenever you got free time, just hit us up. You know where to find us. But so, bro. Where can they mm-hmm. find you on the vast inner butts that we call the inner butts? Yeah, where, yes, can, indeed, where can they man. find Sobro? Where? Multiple places. Well, well if Twitter's still standing after this recording, uh, at, oh, well. Sobro, <laughs> at Sobro at Ryu on Twitter or at uh, our uh, Facebook.com slash Sobro Ryu. Uh, I'm a part of the Gundam at MAHQ podcast, which is a podcast that focuses on mecha anime and sci-fi. Um, we've been going strong since 2007. Uh, if you want to check us out, you can check out our audio feed over at um, gundam.podbean.com. Uh, you can find our live streams. We do our, When we do our podcast, we do it live on Thursdays, uh, usually every other Thursday. But if you want to find us, just uh, go to youtube.com slash gundam, gundam at MAHQ. Oh, sorry, it's gundam MAHQ. Uh, or just look, at, look up MAHQ. Uh, that's uh, Mike Alpha. Hotel Quarter. Uh, it stands for the Mecha and Anime Headquarters, uh, a long-running site that's a great resource for Mecha Anime. You can go to mahq.net as well to find us um, and check out our archive of videos uh, from previous streams. Uh, I have personally been, uh, for the last couple of years, since 2018, I've been writing a novel called uh, Vermilion Royale. Uh, I'm working on the second uh, the second uh, draft of it. Um, it's a... Uh, a series that is a space, uh, say, space fantasy series that takes place far in the future, uh, with huge inspirations from all sorts of uh, video games, animes, movies, TV shows, and especially music. Um, and uh, I've been working on that. If you guys want to get a taste of what it's like, you can go to Vermilion Royale on Twitter. Uh, that's V E R M I L I O N Royale R O Y A L E. You can go to VermilionRoyale.com. Uh, as well, and uh, check out some of the stuff there. Uh, I can't wait to finally get uh, things moving with uh, with it getting printed and, and moving forward. There's a lot of um, people I've been talking to, so uh, more to come on that. But if you follow us over at Vermilion Royale dot, I'm oh, sorry, Vermilion Royale on Twitter or on Facebook, uh, or um, me on Twitter or Facebook, uh, there'll be more news to come on that. And uh, thank you for any support you can give. And uh, that's it. Listen to Gundam, uh, and uh, please uh, tune in to our next episode, which is on the first of December, uh, Thursday night. We'll be reviewing Andor and also the Tales of the Jedi, and I believe we'll probably even touch upon the new uh, Star Wars uh, Ghibli short that came out called uh, Zen uh, Grogu and the Dust Bunny. So uh, we'll be talking about all that on the next episode, and I hope you guys can join us for that. All right, can't wait. Uh, awesome. Rob, 
Yep. Uh, All right. Uh, the usual deal. You can find me at MoolahFlogger01 over on at Twitter. And if you cannot find me so easily, just look for Sunday Morning Squadron's Twitter page or through Ramsey's, and you'll connect either way to one or the other, and you'll find me that way if, if you have trouble finding me. There we go. All righty. Of course, you can find this podcast on, on Saturday M Squad tumblr.com where we have an archive of all of our episodes and also links to like what we've been of all of where you can listen to the podcast not just in addition to the website you can also the website you can also listen to the show through various things including google Podcasts, apple podcast uh stitcher spotify you name it we should be on we should be there and we should be on most services available so please be on the lookout and please listen to those services you can find you can find this you can find this particular podcast pending if pending pending if like the pending if like the Twitter does not implode on itself in the next couple of days next weeks the, this the show goes up you can find you can find um you can find the show on Saturday M Squad on Twitter we are doing a giveaway like surprisingly we still don't have anybody like like no 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 no, no, no people are still, haven't responded yet but we're still looking for people who like Rob and had just just donated ten dollar ten the uh, ten U S um, dollars to um of um ebooks switch e -shop switch, yeah switch yes. e code yeah. a switch eShop code so if you want if you want to enter in that you i'm gonna move it up to like our next episode and if not you know that i'm gonna have to put any mini money mo and then i'm gonna to give it to someone else like like off stream so oh no so we don't want that happening but we you know we want we want you to give the opportunity to promote the show and also get some good um, I also have another podcast called the Saint Seiya Cosmocast. We do it every two weeks. It should be up every Sunday. We're going to be doing on this upcoming episode. We are doing episode. I have a picture here. Parlay, parlay, parlay. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Why is this taking so long? Okay, we're doing episodes fifty-three and fifty-six of the original TV series for episode twenty-four. And then episode 25, that fall, that's going to be happening in sometime in December. We're going to be doing 56 to 6, we're doing 57 to 7 to 60. And that should take us to the very end of the year when it comes to the Cosmo Cosmocast. But don't worry. We have a we have a few, we have quite a few shows coming up involving special guests from like the fandom that we did interviews with. And also we're going to be doing a couple of extra recordings as well, just so you know we have some so you, there's gonna be content coming in the next couple of months. Same with this show. I think I should I guess I should announce that. You know, we are going to be doing some extra things coming in the next couple of weeks. And you're going to be seeing that when we take our break, which is going to be in the middle of December and then into January. We're going to be, we're going to be taking the break. take talking to a couple of other people that we used to, a couple of our former guests and we can put them down and just give us a quick, quick and dirty, like fit, like 15, 10, 15 minute, like, you know, hey, what was your best of 2022? And we're going to give ours, we're going to give ours, I think, like, you know, uh, in that, in this particular. But, um, okay, so once, so. Um, also, be on be on the lookout that we are going to be recording another podcast, and it's going to be on this feed that you're listening to. It's going to be for Silver Moon Sense. It will be up maybe sometime next sometime next week. So there's going to be an additional episode on this feed. So be on the lookout for it. We're going to be doing something kind of we're going to be something doing something kind of insane with it, just to give you a taste of what will we do with this um what we're going to be doing on the on my next podcast. So wow, that's a lot of things I, I had to put. So. <laughs> I'm a busy man. I, I, I'm, I'm just happy I'm doing this stuff because it, it keeps me going. I, I really do. So, guys, thank you so much for thank you for, for listening to the show. Uh, so for me, I'm Ramsey. Says uh, that's Rob and that's Sobro, and I'll see y'all next time. Yep. Bye. Bye. Wakanda Peace. forever. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever, baby.